0: From the belt, um, to the point, right. a swing I'm and a sure. miss! The score of seven to five, and they may go to the World Series on that one, folks. What a team, what a ride! The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.
1: Welcome to That's a Winner podcast. I am Ryan Jenkins. With me, as always, is Josh Brown. Kyle Peach is going to join us as well. Um, well, uh, we haven't been around. This is season two, so this is one year and one day anniversary since our first ever podcast. The first episode was talking about um, Ollie Marmel being named the head coach, the head manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and now we're one year and one day later, and there's a big shakeup that happened uh, today in the St. Louis. So let's talk about it a little bit. I'm gonna. I had this whole um, like soliloquy all planned out of why Jeff Albert was terrible, and I had everything that I was gonna talk about, and this was you know we been discussing over you know a week or so or more of what what we were going to talk about on the next episode and it was all going to be why Jeff Albert and all these stats and everything I had ready to go of why he was terrible and why he needed to go and then today he just like quit so it's like oh kind of took the wind out of the sails of of what all I was going to say but you know throughout this entire season you know of 2022 Josh is usually the negative one uh, you know, like the moment that like uh, the first run A is little scored. Pessimist. I prefer Pessim- real,
2: real, realist. <laughs> yes. So I tell my wife, I'm real. I'm realistic. Y-
1: yeah. So usually the first run scores, the game's over, right? <laughs> first inning, first. Yeah, this game's over. I'm shutting it off. Me, I'm usually like, oh, it's you know, it's all right. It's the first inning, no big deal. And then I will usually be the negative one at the end of the season, which is now, right? Like, this is when I'm negative. Like, burn it all down, start over, get rid of them all, right? That's that's where usually I then go a little crazy and haywire. Especially after
2: a first-round playoff exit. Yes,
1: right? So, you know, Jeff Albert. So I just want to talk about that uh, briefly. I don't know how briefly. We'll see.
2: You didn't uh, even have to break out all the stats. Apparently, well, he was checking Twitter the whole year.
1: Well, you know, that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Do you think that he was actually checking Twitter? Is that why he was... He was on his way out is because I don't think so. Here's what really happened to me. This is my opinion. My opinion. My opinion alone. Do I have any insight? Information? No, except for what guys have said. Tommy Edmond has said in the past. What Albert Pujols has said in the past about analytics. What every all these guys have said differently. Who do they go to? Who has helped Turner Ward? Who have they talked about? They talk about other guys. They don't ever mention Jeff Albert as that guy or someone that's really helped them. They don't mention Jeff Albert. Jeff Albert, I think, has issues in the clubhouse and analytics. Tommy Edmund mentioned, you know, we we did this, we didn't, we did it his way, a certain way, and it didn't work out. And no one knew exactly who he was talking about, but it comes to find out that was Jeff Albert. So there's all these different ways of there's issues going on from the inside. So for him to cop out and say all these outside forces BS that You know, he just couldn't handle the heat that the issue was the St. Louis Cardinals or, you know, that he couldn't get them to hit. So let me ask you this. What was Jeff Albert's number one goal or job like philosophy in hitting?
2: I think his biggest philosophy is what he implemented in the minor. But
1: what, but what specific thing? Like, what would you say is Jeff Albert's what philosophy? I've, what
2: I've seen and read in the articles is is mainly like exit velocity. Correct. Right, High so exit, velocity. exit velocity. And he accomplished that with Bar- the minor leaguers,
1: barreling the ball, yes, hitting the ball hard. Exit velocity. What if I told you in those three things, the Cardinals were t- were twenty fifth to thirtieth in all three of those. And he failed. Right, so people have keep on saying, okay, he...
2: Well, we, we were a top 10 offense. That's what I was
1: about to say. They keep on saying we're a top 10 offense, we're all these things, but also, do you know, that we were shut out the second most in all of baseball? Yep. In the nine the last 15 games in postseason, we scored two or fewer runs.
2: Yeah, that's dating back to 2014, right?
1: Uh, no, since Jeff Albert. Was oh, since that, just, that's just Jeff since Al- Jeff Albert. That's just Jeff Albert. Wow. So... He so he had good stretches, yes. But then the offense would go cold. And then he couldn't do anything to help those guys get them better. Yeah. That's where he went wrong. And that's what he couldn't help anyone do. He might be a great mind on those things, but his goal was exit velocity and hitting the ball, barreling the ball, and he couldn't get anyone to do that according to the analytics. Yeah. When the Cardinals rank 25th, 26th, 27th, in those categories, you can't tell me, if that's his philosophy, that he's doing a good job if that's what he wanted to do.
2: No. And here's what I think happened. Because we do have this. So, I mean, Jeff Jones, Katie Wu, Gould, all of them had you know great uh, quotes and tweets, live tweeting the the press conference today with Mosaic. But Jeff Jones had one from earlier today. On Albert, and Mo said that this is Jeff Jones' tweet. Mo said that Albert had, quote, frustration about the frequency with which he, quote, took blame for the team's offensive struggles and mentioned the tenor of social media comments right. as a factor in that frustration. So when I read that, I, I, I don't think he sat there during the season and was reading comments and tweets and Facebook posts. I think after they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, he started to look at those comments because they were really coming out harder than. But they've been coming run. out
1: since twenty nineteen. Yes.
2: Yes. But I think for the most part this year, until until September and going to the playoffs hit. But what about I, I don't last remember year? You and I haven't having a whole lot of this offense sucks. It was quite the opposite. I mean, Goldschmidt started slow again, no, but
1: the conversations was, we had though were were guys that they weren't in, as inconsistent
2: last year as they were this year, I think.
1: Right. But it was guys that would go into slumps and they wouldn't come out of them. Exactly. That's what we talked about. This Even year. the veterans. Absolutely.
2: Which is, which is puzzling. I right. mean there's still some debate on a guy like Goldschmidt or Arnato How much do they actually need or listen to a hitting coach? in terms of getting out of slump. You wouldn't think it would have to be that much, but you and I have had this conversation. I think there's some general camaraderie and maybe a belief in a little bit more of listening to somebody when you're in a slump, if they're a major leaguer that is, you know, well-decorated in their accolades and knows how to help get through a slump. And so, yeah, to your point, Jeff Albert can't do that. He hasn't done that. And, you know, I mentioned to you before, before we even found out, about Albert today, you know, when Skip, we haven't talked about Skip yet, but Skip getting the job in the Marlins, I said, why not just put Jeff Albert on as the bench coach and get a new hitting coach?
1: Absolutely right, and that part of it, and I, and I think that even that Mo would have offered him something higher up in the front office. Yeah, and and he walked away with it because he's. Uh,
2: it really um, seems like he walked away because he couldn't handle the could, heat. Yeah, absolutely media. right. It, I've I'm, never seen that before. Not not with a major league staff. Absolutely. Because uh, some people were like, oh, well, the timing of this, like, you know, yeah, he really walked away. This was probably like a force. But no, Mo said.
1: He had contract ready to go.
2: Yeah. He had he had an extension in hand ready to go. Kyle Peach is telling us, let me in. All right, let me go. So let's, he's let's, ready to come in. Let's bring Kyle in But in, yeah, in I. Too. I don't know, man. It was um, it was odd—an odd day. The, the Mike Maddox saying didn't surprise me that much. And he's
1: old. He's older,
2: and most said like he, he he didn't want to travel as much, and he didn't say retired because it sounds like I read earlier that Mike might come back in some sort of special assistant former fashion. And I had I didn't have much of a problem with him with pitching coach. I think he did fine. I mean, yeah. he didn't blow me away, but he didn't do awful. Right.
1: All right, Kyle, we'll bring you in with your Cardinal stuff in the background, Cardinals jersey on. Just I mean, got everything going. So. Um, what's your first thoughts of Jeff Albert not being the hitting coach? Woo!
3: <laughs> that's my first thought. Uh, that's thank 90% goodness-
2: of Twitter, right?
3: Yes. Thank goodness that's finally happening. Glad to see him go. Uh, glad to see the Cardinal offensive production uptick. We will have to see next year because he's no longer the hitting coach.
1: I Love mean, and, and I think that's a big part of it is people, you know, said, well, you didn't really like John Mabry before. And and sure, right? But I I think there's a thing, and someone said, Albert Pujols and Jeff Albert were buddy-buddy, and he's the reason of the resurgence of his second half. If you didn't watch the Home Run Derby and see when he changed his bat to a lighter bat in the middle of the Home Run Derby, then all of a sudden figure it out, and then he's the greatest right-handed hitter of all time, and you think that Jeff Albert all of a sudden figured that out for him, I'm sorry, I can't help you if that's if that's what you have to think about that part of it. He's Albert Pujols. Like you think he's the one, like Jeff Albert said, ah, here it is. No, Jeff Albert couldn't help Nolan Gorman hit in the big leagues better. He couldn't help Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung went away from Jeff Albert and got immensely better, came back and was able to hit for two weeks, and then couldn't hit again. He couldn't get him back on track. Paul Goldschmidt should still be the MVP this year, but was cold for a month. Yeah. And if you're the hitting coach of a Major League Baseball team, you should be able to get him back on track at some point, especially going into October when he won the NL Central.
2: I think the – and I said this on Twitter several times, but I think the billion-dollar question in regards to Jeff Albert is – was Goldschmidt, for example, yeah. was he listening to Jeff Albert's philosophy in May, June, July, and August and right. not in April and September when he was awful, or is it vice versa?
1: Well, here's my And if
2: and if he wasn't, you know, if if he if he stopped listening to him after April when he was struggling and then had a great May, June, July, or August, why would he go back to listening to him in September? It doesn't seem to make sense.
1: Here's what I, I think about it. I think about Tommy's comments from 2021. And I think a lot of what happened was when guys it didn't work initially, and then you could see Paul Goldschmidt in April whenever it didn't go well initially, then they decide to do their own thing. Right. Then it goes bad a little bit. So then they go to the hitting coach like, okay, I need some help. And then it doesn't ever improve. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just spirals because then you go to who you think should be the one that gets you right, and he doesn't. That's where he missed the boat. And if he can't handle the pressure, I'm happy he is no longer in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Like that is somewhat like I, I want the pressure to be high. Right, I want the expectations to be high for the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, if you're not thinking to win just the Central every single year and then making long postseason runs, then I don't want you in the organization. Like, that That's, is the only thing that should be happening.
3: Uh, jumping in here just a second, let's not just talk about Albert Pujols, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Gorman. How about Randy Arozarena from 2019? How about Tyler Dolan Garcia? Garcia? How about Carlos Garcia? How about Harrison Bader hitting home runs left and right in New York? Somebody's figured out how to make guys that couldn't hit with us under him hit after they've left.
1: Yeah, you know, I, and, I, and I think about the Harrison Bader part of it, too. Uh, I think I tweeted out he had 85 games he played in in 2022. He hit five home runs. He he played in nine postseason games and hit five home runs. That's on pace for 90 home runs. We all know that the Harrison Bader is a streaky hitter and can be really good next next summer is gonna I think is gonna be really tough for Harrison Bader and the New York fans like he's going to he's gonna struggle they, they boot Aaron judge they boot Aaron judge who hit 62 home runs whenever they
2: boot, they boot him what what I don't know what game that was yeah. in, in the championship series it was or no it was when the first series yeah and cause they, he struggled the first he, se- had, like, series, he had a bunch LDS, of Ks. Yeah.
1: like whenever Bader strikes out you know goes an O for 20 and has 15 strikeouts in that stretch. Like, they're going to—I've been I've been looking at all, of like, Bader's— I've seen as things have mentioned as, as equal to Mickey Mantle as one of the best center fielders in Yankees' histories. He's played dozen games for them yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Bader is a streaky hitter, and he had great series and great stretches for the St. Louis Cardinals, but he couldn't stay healthy, and he couldn't hit consistently. Now, it's either going to be A, he figured it out because he went to a, a place that could teach him how to hit, or it just got hot for that amount of time. I want to trans—I want to transition here, uh, to, oh, Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Okay. So, let me change my graphic. I gotta get that, uh, get that off there. I—we have questions and stuff coming in, but I'm gonna, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna—we're gonna rant a little bit before I get to all those that things that are popping up. But I want you to tweet this out. Send this tweet out so people can see it and share it. So Nolan Arenado will opt out. That's what we're saying. Nolan Aranato will out, opt out. Why will Nolan Arana- Aranato opt out? We've done the research. Josh and I drove from Indianapolis, Indiana to St. Louis to watch the final game of the regular season in St. Louis to see Albert Pujols hit 702. Was that right? On the last game? Yep. Uh, it was 702. And during that time, we looked up Nolan Aranato's contract. Did you know? You know this now. I'm not asking you. Did you know That if Nolan Aronado opts out of his contract, the Colorado Rockies have to pay him, pay him, pay Nolan Aronado $20 million. If Nolan Aronado opts into this contract with the St. Louis Cardinals, that $20 million goes to the St. Louis Cardinals to help pay for the remaining years of the contract with the Cardinals. Right. So let me ask you why would Aronado not? Opt out of that contract. In theory, I can sign. He could sign a twenty million dollar. I can take twenty million dollars for opting out, and then I can sign the exact same deal that was left over with yep. the Cardinals if I wanted. I think it's five years left, uh, counting twenty three. Yes. So, and, I, I, and
2: I've got the sports track here. If I get, yeah. I want to read that that exact language here. Yeah. So, this is surrounding that Colorado paying all of the thirty five million in twenty twenty one, which which they did this year, and um. 15 million well this says 35 million in 2021 salary 15 million in 2021 i think that was just extra to help yeah. but the, yeah this says if arnaldo doesn't opt out after 2022 which is where we're at now colorado will send stl the remaining 20 million to be paid out 4 million each of 2023 through 2027 if Arenado does opt out after 2022 Colorado will pay Arnado the twenty million directly. Right, so he so, has five years left. Why would he not? Why you're, would you? You're not leaving twenty million on the table. You're, you're
1: leaving twenty million.
2: Even if you had a great conversation with Mo this week, which it sounds like they did, he's yeah. optimistic. I don't think Mo would say he's optimistic if if he didn't have him in the bag coming back. But that's I mean, Arnado, I, I don't know why he wouldn't. He wouldn't say, "Look, I'm going to opt out because that's twenty million. Why would I not go ahead and get that? <laughs> I'm going to get that yeah. back." Then I'll work with you guys. We can restructure a no opt-out right. five, six year deal, whatever could, it is. He
1: could literally sign a five-year, thirty million dollar each year contract, like the exact same contract that he has now. Right. And still make twenty extra million dollars. Who is leaving why wouldn't you do it? Who was leaving twenty million on the table? No one would. No. So so the conversation that Mo had well, Mo gave us today in the presser was he and Nolan Arenado sat down. They had a conversation. Nolan asked about—I uh, want to use the exact words that uh, that Mo said—but how they're going to I deploy their too. resources. I do believe is what was said. Yeah. How the Cardinals plan to deploy their resources for
2: 2023.
1: Arnado's asking, "What are you going to do to improve this team?"
2: Which is what I told you he going in. Do. That I hope, and I hope he does. And I, I honestly, because Denton's quote from Mo said, Mo said today, "I don't think it's about reworking the deal. He's just trying to use this." Use uh, his time and sort through some things. He asked questions on how we're thinking about the club, what we're thinking about in the future, and topics like how are we going to deploy our resources. It was a very positive conversation. Again, I'm hopeful and optimistic. So, look, he might have gotten a verbal, yes, we're we're increasing payroll. We're going after X, Y, Z guys. You're going to see us get at least one or two of them, whatever it is. But I, I almost wish Nolan, and I've told you this, would take it a step further and be like, okay, it sounds great. I'm going to go ahead and opt out to get that 20000000 million. We'll keep talks going on restructuring my deal, but I'm not signing off on anything until I see XYZ player sign right. or until I see payroll jump whatever percentage that he's promised him it's going to jump. I would love if he did that. I think most of Cardinal Nation would probably Absolutely. love if he did that considering – since what 2013, when we got Carlos Beltran, we have done nothing significant in free agency. Not a big, not a big signing at all. And even the Beltran one, that was a team-friendly two-year deal because he was at the back end of his career, and it worked out beautifully when Albert left.
1: All right, so I want to take it another step forward. Let's. I want to piss some people off. <laughs> so why not? I'm going to piss you off too. Why not let him opt out and don't resign him? All right, you ready for this? You've okay. already done this All with right. me. All right. So you let him opt out. And you let Jordan Walker or Nolan Gorman play their natural position at third base. And then you have an extra now $60, $70, 80000000 million to sign two, three players, Contreras, Turner, and Judge. You have that money available if you if you get rid of Arnado. You let the guys that you think are the next in time to come up because we're already talking about, can Jordan Walker play outfield? Can he play center field? Can he play right field? Can Nolan Gorman play second base? You know, we've already had those conversations. Can they do it? Can they move around? Can we get Nolan Gorman some reps in the outfield, right? All those conversations have already been had. Both those guys have strong arms, and they're both of them want to play third base. So if you let Nolan Gorman, uh, Nolan Aranato go, you have so much more money for the next five years. And, you, and right now, you could sign three dudes. And think of that lineup, and I know you're losing
2: a great The third. best third baseman yes. in the National League. We also
1: had the best center fielder in all of baseball, I think, as well, in Harrison Bader of wow. defending.
2: Offensively and defensively. I mean, Nolan is 1-2 de- probably right. with Austin say, Riley.
1: And, and, you know, Machado had a great year. Yes. There's, there's other guys that play third base on the offensive side very well, right? I get it. But I'm saying – if you they the way that they talk about Jordan Walker, the what they expect Jordan Walker and the timetable of Jordan Walker has been accelerated because of the issues in the outfield. So that's
2: Which just is why I, I would argue you need Nolan.
1: Right. Well, hey, look, because now, because put it out there. Don't
2: look, don't,
3: I, don't be don't strike out in every at bat in the postseason or Ryan Jenkins will disown you. That's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> here's
2: the thing. So <laughs> I went back and was <laughs> looking at those games. You talk. We talked about exit velocity earlier. No one had the highest x velocity in both of those playoff games. I
1: don't know the uh, the stat. It's like. BFIB, something like that. In terms of
2: hit, like it was supposed to be a hit or yes, not? Yes. Very yeah. high. Is, I know it was.
1: It's he like, was, was stealing the ball. There I think was, it was 400. That game one, which, there was that ball that he hit. Sta- I don't know what it stands for. It's like uh, expected it's batting. It's expected like, hit
2: percentage. or yeah. like that The that the that the ball hit should have been a hit right. and in it, some way. It some okay. was
1: showing that he was well, unlucky is what
3: call it was me Mike call, call me Mike Schultz, but it wasn't a hit and it wasn't and a out, run. An ounce and out.
2: An ounce and out. But the guy who was striking out every time was Paul Goldschmidt. Not Nolan Arenado. And that's the tough thing with this playoffs. Like but it, my, it sucks because they didn't land his hits. Right. You know, he, had, he had that that ball in game one. I was watching, I'm like, oh, that's gone. He had that swing, that look, yeah, he and it thought just died. Gone. And it was like a ninety percent whatever. It right. just died. And outs and out at the end of the day. And the guys, these guys need to hit come playoffs. But we saw this coming after September. You know, I mean, really, since August 30th, both of them were struggling. But to just, for my opinion on what you just said, and, and Ky- Kyle, I want you to talk about it too. But I would say keep Nolan, and I would argue that it makes you better now because th- there's such a big need in outfield, right? And you can get Jordan Walker up quicker and still have Nolan. And then plus, for me, at the end of the day, if they let Nolan go, I still don't think they're going to spend on two or three guys to get the money. Well,
1: sure, that, but, that I don't. But you've said agree with. you've said
2: that like he. Mosaic said today, we're increasing payroll, which I've never heard him be that transparent and come out and say that. So we're increasing payroll. You, you don't have a yachty on the books. You don't have pools on the books. which I know his contract was really friendly. We don't know yet what Wainwright's going to get paid for this year. I would assume it's probably not quite as big as 2022, maybe near the same. They've got money, man. Albert Pujols made them enough money to sign whoever they want to sign this year. After what we did with attendance absolutely. and his home run chase,
1: absolutely. I'll I'll mention uh David uh Lean Killer. Sorry, I pronounced Lean that wrong. Well, yeah, thanks for. I understand why, and I appreciate you guys explaining this. Look, I've I've been blowing people up today. I'm saying, and I've been teasing. I'm gonna tell you why Arnando's opting out, and I'm gonna tell you tonight. And people are like, you're crazy. And I think it, and I, and I think I understand just hearing that and thinking, no way. Yeah. But it makes sense why he will and why he should and why every single one of us would as well. For 20 oh, yeah. million dollars you're going to you're going to do that and you're going to make it make sense. And that's why when people don't understand when it says we hope we'll get it worked out, and people are like what's to work out? He just has to opt in. Well, there's more to it. Yeah. It's going to be another contract ready to go, I think. Like I, in all honesty what I think will happen, it will be a new contract already ready to go at that 5 days after the World Series. And if Mo has shown enough that he's wanting to sign players that Arenado wants, that he's happy with, because no, no, no matter what, no one Arnado wants to win, and that's right. it. Even if he didn't contribute in the two, three games, whatever it was, like he doesn't, he just wants to win, and he wants to win the Central again, and he wants to make the playoffs, and that was his first time winning the division. You know, he wants to just keep doing that. So, yeah. and that's why it makes sense for him to opt out, have that contract from Mo ready to go, a six-year. New deal instead of five years, will add an extra year, something like that, or even sign the exact same thing just so he can get the extra 20 million. Because Mo wants to do that too, wants to make him happy. Now, the Cardinals miss out on 20 million as well, but Nolan Aronado Ar- has the leverage. He has all the leverage. And I'm he gonna,
2: already got his salary paid for in 2021 by the Rockies.
1: 20, yeah, <laughs> 2021 was cost nothing. Yeah, right. So, like, yes, he's gonna, if he opts out, it's gonna cost the Cardinals more money.
2: Yes. But the Cardinals, well, in the long term, though, not in the short term. I mean, that was four, four million, million
1: a, year. Extra year a year. Yeah, four million yeah. for you know a few years. So I get it. Well, so thanks to David for you know at least saying we explained it to one. And
2: one we person. look, we didn't know that until we looked it up either. Right. I mean, that's langu- That I, language can fall through the cracks. We had no idea.
1: And I haven't heard anyone else with that either. I haven't heard Katie Wu. I haven't heard Gould. I haven't heard anyone with that. And um, and I think that's important. And I think that's why you know we've been saving it and wanting to, you know, we didn't want to talk about the season, you know, to go backwards and talk about the season and how it ended, you know, I don't know if people want us to be, you know, I'm the type of person, I don't know, I think you guys are the same way, but I'm the type of person, when it goes wrong, I turn it off and I don't listen to any radio. I don't listen, I don't take it in, I don't read the stories, I shut it off and I leave it alone, Cardinals related, for
2: a bit. That's what I did for two weeks.
1: And so the question is, if people want us to come on here and then and bitch and moan about what just happened, maybe that's better podcast. I don't know. Maybe read, that,
2: read, <laughs> read my text to Ryan and that can just fill in for that on screenshot.
1: Right. Like I mean, maybe maybe that would have been better to watch and listen to is us melt down. But it's it's hyper it's hyperbole, right? We we just
2: reacting in the moment, yeah, it's, emotional response.
1: Absolutely. And I try i I'm try not to be that ever, right? I try to be make sense. And that's what I'm talking about with Nolan Arenado and why he should opt out and why the Cardinals shouldn't re-sign him is because it would make sense. Because yeah. the Cardinals need to depend on more than two guys for a lineup. That's why it makes sense.
2: Kyle, if Nolan opted out, do you really think that DeWitt would take that money and spend it on three <laughs> that fairly big-name <laughs> free wasn't... agents? Or would he just <laughs> say, all right, thanks, we'll just roll Jordan Walker out here? I and... think
1: that people would be pissed, and then he would have to do something big. Right? I don't know.
2: I don't we've think thought gonna, that before
1: that is, is he going.
3: Uh, you know, we hear this every single year that we're going to go out, we're going to go make the team better, we're going to increase payroll, right? Are we increasing payroll because our new hitting coach is going to demand more money? Uh, are, are we increasing payroll to make the team better? Uh, and, and you know, I, I'm not sure that over the last several years we've we've really committed to that. Yeah, the Nolan Arenado deal. Is a good deal for the Cardinals. It's getting a, a premier player, uh, getting Paul Goldschmidt, a, a premier player. But but the question is, are we going to take the steps necessary to get to the level that we know that we're not at? Uh, you 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 going into this season, you knew the Cardinals were not at the level to be a World Series contender. They won the weakest division in Major League Baseball, uh, and, and it showed. Uh, I mean, obviously, at this point, go Phillies. At this point, go win the whole thing. At least we, we lose to the to the winners of the whole thing. But but nonetheless, we lost to a team that was a wild card team, and and that's as far as we got. That's not good enough. Uh, and maybe now that we've done that, they're going to invest that money back. But uh, time will tell, and, and and they're going to have to, as as Ryan was alluding to, uh, if if Arenado takes the stance. Show me that you're going to do that. Uh, I'm right there with you thinking, show me, please prove it to me that you're going to spend the money that you say you're going to.
2: Yeah, I want Nolan Arenado on the team (laughs) for the next five or six years. I think most of us, for the most part, would be in agreement on that.
1: I think I think if you ask the masses, yes, that's that's what I think you're better with him and walk. You want me to piss some more people off? Look, Look. here, look. I don't think Nolan Arenado is a winner. I don't think that oh, Nolan boy. Arenado. Can but what about Goldschmidt? I don't think he is about... either. That's why we lost. They literally haven't yet. That's and literally they haven't. Yeah. They literally have not won anything. This inno you know, Central this year was the first thing those two dudes have ever won ever. Right?
2: Goldie won. Goldie had a Central title with us in twenty nineteen.
1: Okay. Sorry. Goldie was on that but, team. Yeah, yes.
2: but no one's first taste yeah, of that. Yeah, his
1: first time ever. They, they haven't won anything. They can't lead a team. This year was the year to have veteran guys with leadership to get it to the next level to remind them. Because, look, it's been 11 years since the St. Louis Cardinals won a World Series. 11 years. And the guys that are left over from that now is Adam Wainwright. Yeah. That's it. This past year was the year to get those guys – Those guys, Albert Pools, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright, to carry in to usher in the new with the young guys, so they can get a taste and understand what leadership and winning looks like. Right, the cardinal way, as we want to talk about it, hasn't been the cardinal way since probably 2014. Right, like that's what we're really talking about. So those two dudes, they haven't won anything. People probably won't like that and probably don't want to hear that. But you can't really say that they have. They are good players, but they they can't lead anything. I don't think people look to them. They're both. Goldie is obviously very quiet, and Arenado is fiery, but he's not like – I don't think he's a rah-rah guy. Yeah. Right? Like, they don't look at those guys f- for rah-rah moments, to be the leaders in the clubhouse like that. So that this was the year to get some of that to carry over to these young guys and these other guys. So what happens now is he needs to come out and get winners. If, even if we don't like to say it, Wilson Contreras has won a World Series and yep. was on a winning – He's had big you know, hits he's had in a, the postseason. And he – so that makes sense to me. I hate the Cubs. I don't ever want any Cub ever. If you were on the Cubs team, not to be on the St. Louis Cardinals, and any any Cardinal that goes to the Cubs, it's like I don't want you. I don't root for you anymore either. But I would take Wilson Contreras because he has proven that he can win, and that's what the and that's what the Cardinals need.
2: Or another name that's come up today, and again, we can kind of stream this into the conversation of uh, Seth asking us if, if we think the Cardinals make any big moves, but. I tweeted you or texted you earlier. I saw a tweet, an article, a name that I hadn't even thought of was Salvador Perez. Yeah, I saw that today for That's the first another, time. That's another winner. It's another he, World Series winner. He has one. And he hits bombs. Look, I
1: broke stuff. Look, I was fidgeting and I broke <laughs> things. That's like, I I knew I was going to rant tonight because I haven't had any. I mean, it's been three weeks, I think, since. Yeah. And I, look, if it means the St. Louis Cardinals win a World Series in the next three years, then I'm willing to burn it all down right now and get rid of losers and b- bring in winners and people that want to win and want to play with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now when people talk about that the Cardinals uh, people don't want to come to the Cardinals. We get them via trade and not big signings. And yeah. I think Trey Turner I don't think that the Cardinals are in it for any shortstop because of Mason Wynn because Mo said again in this press conference today that it's all about the pipeline. We're a pipeline driven organization. He said that reiterated that again today that Mason Wynn is the next guy.
2: But he said we heard this four years ago with Paul DeYoung and Colton Wong and they were good, especially Wong. Wong turned out to be, I think, a pretty good player, better than what a lot of us thought after the 2013 debacle with, you know, the base running and picked off. But, they said that when DeYoung was coming up, and they gave him the extension. They've said it with, with Wong, and these guys come and go. So for me, you know, Derek Gould did a, a Q&A in one of his chats the other day, and he said, why would you not go after Trey Turner? Well, especially Trey Turner, a guy that, that plays, can but play second think, base, shortstop. I don't think Trey No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> he, he was saying, why would you not go after him? A guy that can play multiple sure. positions. And so what if you've got Mason Wynn coming in a year or two? Because most of the time, shortstops are your most athletic player. Right. So you go get the best player. And figure it out when when's ready to come up.
1: I don't disagree that we should go after him, but they won't. No, they won't. But I think but
2: they could Carlos Correa, or I they could Dansby Swanson if they really want it.
1: Trey Turner goes to the East Coast, I believe, based on everything that I've read and, and gotten into, is that he wants to be an East Coast guy. That's like where he'll. That's where he's going to play.
2: So what was Seattle? Even uh, no, east, east East Coast. I'm terrible. Geographic. Are you
1: serious? East yeah. and West.
2: Washington. So he can go back to the Nationals.
1: Okay, that is an East Coast team. At least <laughs> that is East. That is East. Yes. No. Like uh, people, like people think that the uh, Orioles are going to spend big money this offseason.
2: No, that would be interesting.
1: People think that he could fit in in different places, but he wants to be on the East Coast. He's an East Coast guy. Right. He, he doesn't like LA. He doesn't like to be out there. They think he will not be in the Midwest. They think he'll be East Coast. So that would be New York and Boston <laughs> and places of anywhere down that whole coast would be the East. Maybe
2: he goes to uh, New York after Judge leaves
1: also Ooh, east yeah. turner to play what position
2: <laughs> center field uh, uh, or right field i guess since we got bader turner? out there he plays that's what i was talking about with turner versus. He, he, he plays he can play outfield second and short but you're gonna all sign, pretty well
1: you're going to sign him to 40 million dollars a year to play outfield well, when he's I'm, the I'm talking
2: about the yankees specifically if judge leaves they got to do something well, they got to put that true. money somewhere their fans are going to lose it
1: that's true and and i don't know what's going to happen there to be honest um, i don't I don't know what. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, does he want to leave? Does he want to stay? Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen? I mean, I'd be perfectly fine to see Aaron Judge in St. Louis. I mean, I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I, he hasn't won anything either. He but he he's here's, thirty years here's, old. Here is the
2: problem on these big free agents this year, and then finally saying that we're gonna increase payroll. And Kyle, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. My thing is, like we just said, we've never we never do this in free agency. We never spend big on that player. Watch us go spin big finally and get a guy like Aaron Judge or get a guy like Jacob deGrom and, it and blows then they're up. injured the, because Absolutely. look that's their track record none of those guys stay healthy for a full season but I we should have done this 3 or 4 years ago when it was Bryce Harper and when it was Max Scherzer and when it was guys that were great and superstars then and if i mean hindsight obviously they've panned out but i think, but, but I, think, I, think I think it's
1: you know. putting money in the wrong place Yes, like, Dexter Fowler yeah. for $18
2: Dexter, million or whatever. No
1: one ever thought Dexter Fowler was going to be no. the superstar. No, It's because they wanted to spend the next tier, not the top tier. Right. But if the Cardinals sign Albert Pujols to a $300 million deal, he doesn't get the same send-off. I don't think
2: that yeah, he did this year. Probably not.
1: Kyle?
3: Well, well let's, let's talk about this. Let, let's talk about Cardinal priorities. Uh, because maybe for the first time in a long time, there are a lot of holes that need filled. Uh, I, I we, you know, obviously um, a, a Hall of Fame catcher is departed. Um, you know, you could make an argument that, that we've got a, an issue uh, for DH. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, Paul DeYoung is not is not going to hopefully be our opening day shortstop again. Uh, you know, and, and then pitching. Uh, you know, we can't keep pitchers healthy. And arguably one of our best pitchers of the entire season is going to be seventy-five years old in his final year as a cardinal. So you know we we've got needs, and yeah, you're going to have to increase payroll. But but I mean, obviously, catching is is what Mo said today was the, was the main main priority. Uh, sorry, Andrew Kisner, see you later. But but what is the you know where where is all this going to fall? Where is the money going to go? Because we've got a lot of spots now to fill all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, thank God Mo at least said that with catcher today. Yes, we are going outside of the organization <laughs> to get a catcher. And for me, I think it. I think catcher. If, if we want to talk about that for a second, I think it's going to be one of those three guys. I think it's going to be either Contreras and free agency, since I mean, Quintana's talked to him. But there's been a lot of connection there. He's friends with Yadi. I think it's either going to be him, Salvador Perez, or Sean Murphy. Now, if they want to go the route the Cardinals seem to go and trading for, you know, th- th- this would be a really different route, honestly, with Murphy because he he he's arbitration eligible the next three seasons. so He's not even a free agent until 2026. So he's going to take quite a bit more to get in terms of a package. Now, Salvador Perez is a free agent in 2027, but he's got a club option in 2026. So if you go trade for him right now, you're getting him for 2023, 2024, and 2025 at 20 million, 20 million, and then he would get 22 million in 2025, which is probably about the same as what you're going to have to pay Willis Contreras if you go get him on a four or five year deal. I, I assume he's going to want at least 20, somewhere between 20 and 24 million a year. You go trade for Sean Murphy; it's going to take a lot more prospects, but you've got a guy for three or four years that you're paying pennies on the dollar because he's arbitration eligible. So I, I honestly. I would be fine with either 3 of those guys. that catcher. I, I I would lean more towards an offensive one. I know Murphy had a good year this year, but I I would lean more towards Perez or maybe Wilson Contreras just cuz they they've shown that 20 25 home run pop I mean, Perez has hit 30 40 right. several times.
1: I really uh, I really like Sean Murphy. I just don't know the cost. I don't know what it's going to cost. And
2: well based on what they were trading Frankie Montas for, they're going to ask the world. I'm but, sure.
1: Yes, they're going to ask the world, but what will it cost? What will it what will be the actual thing? I, I think that people keep throwing Nolan Gorman out in every trade scenario there is. I don't think the Cardinals are going to no. get rid of Nolan Gorman.
2: Listen, if they didn't trade him and Carlson for Soto, they're not trading them two for no. anybody. I think a name you're going to see out more is maybe Juan Yepes. Yeah. Or maybe Alec Large Burleson. Nudebar. Or maybe Lars Newt Bar Because you've got a surplus of those guys.
1: Like... Nolan Gorman hit 30 home runs between the majors and the AAA last year. That's what he profiles to do and they expect him to do. And that would be huge for the St. Louis Cardinals to be able to add as an everyday second baseman DH or whatever that he's going to end up being. And I think that's what they're planning to be able to use him to do. Obviously he can slump and have issues, but I think that's what they're going to, they would rather go down with Nolan Gorman than to trade him and then watch another guy Become a really good player somewhere yep. else, and so Sean Murphy, I really like. I looked all his defensive metrics. He's one of the best defensive catchers in in the league, but he's also one of the better hitters. You know, there's not a lot of good hitting catcher, catchers out there, but he's one of the better hitting catchers and a great defensive catcher. Yeah, I think he's in the Gold Glove again this year. Yeah, the he'll, the he'll probably win it. He'll probably win it. Like, I just don't know the cost. If it's Nolan Gorman, it's not going to happen. If it's Gordon Garsefo, sure. Like, if it's you know some other prospects and in yep, in a in a, a, a throwing guy I'm fine with it but I would prefer I can't believe I would say this I would prefer and I think even Dan Dockage said on our show it would make more, more most sense for Wilson Contreras to come and be on the St. Louis Cardinals like he deserves that is what he, I think even Dockage said he deserves to be on the Cardinals yeah. for the the kind of player and and person that he is he fits and and I don't think it's going to be really really expensive and I think he wants to be a a Cardinal as from what everything I've heard too. So why not take the easy one? Like we might need trades for other things. If it's, if Murphy's cheap, sure. Like if it doesn't take too much, but I think it's just going to be too much to make sense. And you have available free agents. I hate when we go and make a trade, when we can go and sign someone that costs you no extra pieces. So why not go and get Wilson Contreras? I know other people have mentioned like Maldonado and oh. um, those guys
2: guy? are like AJ Przinsky for me. They're 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 not fine, bad. They're good. Fine. They're good clubhouse guys. They can be fine, but they can't be your number one.
1: Vas- Vasquez, the guy from the Boston that went to Houston, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Like sure. those uh, Ber- uh, Tucker Bern- Barnhart from yeah. Brownsburg, Indiana yeah. is on the Tigers. Was the Reds like those are the names that we're talking about? It's either Contreras, Murphy, Perez. And then the other guys.
2: I think, so I'm curious.
1: Sorry, who's, why is Kisner and Herrera not better than those other guys? So,
2: Well, this is what I was going to say. I think this decision is going to be predicated on how you view Yvonne Herrera. That That's how I think this decision is going to be made. And if you don't think he's your future catcher, then you need to go sign Wilson Contreras to a five- or six-year deal. You need to. And, and trade Contreras in a package deal for maybe a pitcher or maybe an outfielder or something. And use him and Yepes or whoever else. If you, if you still think that he can be the guy, then I think the move is to trade for Salvador Perez and have him for the next two or three years as the stopgap to that, as one more stopgap to Yachty. So you, you let maybe Herrera have a couple more years in AAA and see how he does, and then you can move on from there. But if he doesn't wind up being the guy and you do that, then you're out of a catcher again in two or three years. So it, it it it's an interesting it, but Perez Contreras, is a guy too five can DH and
1: Perez, Perez can DH at times too. Yeah. Like you know what I mean like uh, you, yeah. can, you can still get Herrera if that's who you think is the next man up the the at-bats to figure that right. out. He only got like 20 some odd at-bats in 2022. It wasn't many. So like to people are like now not very high on Herrera because he took 20 at-bats is like I like got right. like that's n- small sample size and and Moselag again said today in his presser I'm still bullish, exact quote, on Yvonne Herrera. Oh. So, like, well, there you go. He's still on Herrera. So, I th- still think that Contreras can sign a three year deal, though. I really
2: I don't do. Think he's, I don't think he's going to sign less for four or five.
1: Who's going to sign Mainly him? Mainly because of his question. age. But who's going to sign him? That's my only thought is like, what's the market? It only takes one. It only takes one, yeah. though, right?
2: We thought that with Baez. Look what he got at the Tigers.
1: Yeah, and they're regretting <laughs> that one. <laughs> I mean, well, the
2: same well, with the well, Rangers with the two guys they signed. Yeah.
1: Well, they think they're going to compete next year. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Look around, look around the depth chart for just, for just a second. So you, you, you look at, you know, obviously we have a, we have a huge hole at the catcher spot, which we're talking about. Assuming Goldschmidt, obviously locked in at first, Tommy Edmonds locked into a middle infield position. We're going to ban Ryan for just a moment from speaking and say, Nolan Arenado's locked in in one way or another at third base. Uh, then you look at the outfield. So you got the likes of Tyler O'Neill. Is he going to be back? Is Dylan Carlson going to return to form? Lars Nootbaar. Is that your outfield? Uh, are, are we happy with that? Um, and, and then Brendan Donovan. I mean, where do you throw him in? Is he starting? Is he an everyday player? Is Lars Nootbaar an everyday player? Um, so I, I think there's a lot of questions there, all across the board for the Cardinals. Obviously, it starts at the catcher's position, but so many different questions. Uh, that that I think we're going to need an answer to. And uncharacteristically of the Cardinals in years past, not only do we need an answer, but we also need a backup plan. Uh, What happens if this doesn't work? Then what are we doing?
1: I mean, would you be shocked to see pretty much the exact same team rolled out next year? It's the Cardinals.
3: Absolutely not. I wouldn't be surprised. We've done it for decades. Exactly
1: right. So I think that every single year, everyone gets hyped up. Josh last year, uh, What's I can't think of the name on, on Twitter, uh, Ryan Scholl, always yeah, goes out eternal optimist, uh, yes. like, oh, we're going to get all these guys. It's not going to happen. The no. Cardinals are not signing Trey Turner.
2: We don't even get one of those guys.
1: Yeah, we, right. So the thing we're going multiple. to get multiple, right? So I think we're going to get a catcher, right? Mo said, "I mean, like, look. Mo doesn't really like lock himself into positions very often. He's not usually he, this transparent. He said two things, and you know, I thought he was a lot more transparent starting at Blogger Day. Yep. That I've never seen him so candid. Like, like I don't give an f anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know, like if he's if he's on his way out. Like, I don't know, like if he's like f it. I'm gonna just tell you what I feel.
2: <laughs> he's on his way out and starts signing yeah. all these
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like, he, free like he's gonna retire in a couple years. Like, I don't understand. Like, he was just like very like yeah. just different, candid. He said payroll." Will go up. Someone asked him another question. I couldn't hear who it was, and he said, "It's a fact, payroll will go up." He said that twice. Okay, and then he also said, "We will sign a catcher from somewhere else, not internally." Yeah. Those so, two the, so the
2: payroll going up could just come from the catcher, and that's it.
1: I don't think that's still enough. No, I don't, I don't either. I'm but not, but not but that would wise.
2: like suffice his. Would it you go know, up
1: though from there? I don't think so. Depends on what you give. Yachty, we still paid how much last year?
2: I have to look that up. I don't know. Like you the know, top what I mean, Albert Pool's yeah, really. only
1: got like a couple million, right? We Albert got did. we
3: paid we paid Yadi ten, I believe.
1: Ten. I, I Saw that, yeah. So we paid Yachty ten.
2: Yeah, ten. Albert got what did Pool get? It
1: was only like two and a half million or something. It was it was it was not much. I. Think it was pretty low.
2: Two and a half.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. That's that's the greatest uh free agent signing in the history Wayne, of baseball. Wainwright was seventeen, uh, seventeen and a half. Yeah.
2: God, do we think we're going to give him that much again? Yeah, I hope not. But Hopefully, it's like f- maybe 15, fourteen or fifteen with escalators in it.
1: Right. Like, yeah. Like, give him motivation. So,
2: yeah, a catch you win would, twenty
1: would, games. We'll give you an extra five million. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, give him some big. tangible So let's thing. say
2: it's two or three less million on Weino. You got the two and a half on Albert. That's fit. That's five, six. Yadi's y- ten, Yachty's 10, 10 for- fifteen. I mean, that's thirty million,
1: could- right? A year ish.
2: Contreras, I think is going to get somewhere between 20 25 million a year
1: yeah I mean I guess so that would be break even that would be same payroll yeah so whenever so you uh, need to go sign
2: another pitcher. so but I don't think we're gonna do that either honestly
1: when John mozailla says the payroll is going up do you believe that means a million two million three million four million or you mean do you think it means 10 to 20 30 million like what do you how do you interpret that from Jamozailla I'll let either of you go first
2: well definitely. you heard you heard the I didn't get to hear yeah. the the press conference today. You said he was pretty emphatic of like it's going to go he up. He
1: said, it's a fact. It's yeah. going up. Literally, he said, it's a fact.
2: My hope as a fan with him saying that, that emphatically, that it would be much more than an incremental, oh, we're 5 million above so you last.
1: Think, so you think like an extra player, 20 million, it, like a big it, player, like an extra 20 million. That
2: would be great. That means that means you've gone and gotten a catcher. What did and we then, end up?
1: It was 168 last year, I think. Yeah, it maybe 170. So to be 188, 190 is what I thought they should have been in 2022. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I will say this. Uh, You didn't hear, you didn't see the Wayne Opressor today either, right? Did you see? Oh, no, no. But
2: I saw some of his comments about saying this is his last season. He he said,
1: Is uh, John Wazalock still on this call? They said, No. And he goes, They asked, Why is Philadelphia winning? That's what he said. And he says, Is John Bozaloc still on this call? They're like, No. Kyle Schwarber. Is batting leadoff for them, and he's not. Batting, uh, and he's o, not beating, batting leadoff for us.
2: Wayne o wanted Kyle
1: Schwarber. I, that's my point. Do you that's remember what he his said, comments last season? But that's of like, what he said. They asked why did they win. I wanted Kyle Schwarber. Died. I
2: didn't want freaking Corey Dickerson. I
1: didn't want a two twenty lifetime hitter personally. But my point is, led Wayne, in home runs this year. Adam Wayne, and he also led in strikeouts. Adam Wainwright said that on a, on a Zoom call with the media today.
2: But you know why Adam said that too. Do you know what Kyle Schwarber has that we've talked about with Wilson Contreras? He won. He's a winner. And he's got postseason bombs galore. And, again, we need that from Nolan and Goldie. And I do think they can do it. I do think we can win with them. But the biggest reason I think you you asked me, like, well, why why didn't the Cardinals make it further? Why did the Phillies make it all the way there? Why did the Astros make it all the way there? Both those teams, especially the Astros, have way more than two sluggers to carry their offense. Way more. At least three or four. The Phillies got four or five. The Astros, I mean, there's hardly a hole in that lineup, and they've just drafted and developed, as you know, really well. But I'll and banged you, man, on I mean, trash cans. What was that? And bang on
1: and bang on trash cans. Yeah, wow. And buzzers. Look, you know, if we want to get into that, this is six years
2: gonna... in a row now, man. We've talked about That's this. True. So, like, what trash are their pitchers doing?
1: Been... Trash cans. But what cans are their pitchers doing to shut down run.
2: these offenses? What are their pitchers doing to shut down these offenses? Nobody's talking to me about that. They, oh, the he, feet of they this just post
1: automated season. buzzers for pitchers this no. year. They made an eagle, right? Yeah, Look, no, I'm kidding. I, Josh and I have texted about this. I think that anything the that those group of players have done since 2017 are null and void to me. And I, I think, disagree And I think that. there's a lot of pl- people that agree with that. And if you go on Twitter and Facebook and people uh, – like I'm in a ballpark chasers group. You know, we've been to – Kyle and I have been to 20-some-odd parks, um, and Josh and I have been to one together. Well, you know, one. yeah. Outside of the Cardinals one. Um, and that ballpark chasers group, people talk about, all oh, the Astros, and everyone just clowns them. All the fans be like, we don't respect anything that you've done since 2017. Because you, a lot of those guys are still left. So, like, they're not getting the respect because they don't know what's real. Buzzers and the, the Astros got nothing done to them. Nothing. The, the organization got But was got that a the bit,
2: players' fault or was that the commissioner's that fault? That is the commissioner's got, fault. Yeah.
1: But why would the players – not do something again because they won, they got paid, and there was no repercussions.
2: I think things are being watched way more closely for that to happen again.
4: Right. Personally, but after that, point, because in, my because question Rob... though,
1: why not continue to do anything? You got nothing taken from you. You got paid more because you won, and you won World Series. Why would I think you not?
3: That the one thing that I would add is, I you know, for the next ten years, the Astros are going to be known as the, the, the trash can team. I mean, they, they have soiled the team. And I've got to believe if you ever think a World Series is fixed, I, I I think it's gone. Major League Baseball does not want the Astros to win the World Series. Uh, it, it looks bad. It's going to look bad. I don't care if they're good players or not. If the Astros win the World Series, it's bad for baseball. It's just
2: and, and that's why I'm saying you can't cry conspiracy theory anymore with this. I think that if it was actually happening, they'd be cracking down extremely hard on it. Look, at the end of the day, this is six years in a row now that they've made it. But this that, to me,
1: that to me says they're, that's why they still are doing something. George Springer is that's, gone.
2: Garrett Cole is gone. Yeah,
1: Altuve. The C- Carlos buzzer boy, is Buzzer gone. boy. I'm shy. I don't want to take off my shirt Al- because he has a buzzer run up to shirt. Altuve
2: got his first hit three nights ago.
1: Altuve hit a... Curveball off our oldest Chapman after throwing 103 and walk off home. But you're run talking, about, talking got, about right now, yeah. though. But the point is, why? Why have they been successful? Because they, still they're that well team. run,
2: man. They're Here, a well only. run organization that drafts well and develops well, especially their it, pitching.
1: To me, it says that they they have they're seen the only team that didn't have troubles after resting for days. Yeah, they're the only the last- one. The last thing, that and I that to me great. just says they're just good. That to me says there's something fishy wow. going on. Where all the other guys rested, they've lost Garrett Cole, go they've lost, lost Zach Grinky,
2: yeah. they've lost they've lost tons of big pitchers over the year, and just filled them right in. We'll go get Justin Verlander. We'll sure, develop because friend. they
1: know the hitters are going to hit because they know what the hell's coming. No, now, they the pitchers- don't
2: anymore. I don't think they do. I don't think they have the last three since that happened because of what because of what Kyle said. I don't think MLB wants them to MLB win the whole does, thing. But and if they no don't, then they have to be cracking down on them. There's this.
1: no repercussions.
2: The, the repercussions. Tell me what that,
1: happened to Jose Altuve. Tell no, me what happened nothing, to Alec look, Bregman.
2: You're right on the repercussions. There's but I nothing. think what, so reverberated, why, what, what reverberated around baseball, because the stuff came out with the Red Sox doing the, this, the same kind of things too. Remember? They were yes. all at the same time. What reverberated is no more of these iPad stuff, no more of the, the camera stuff. Like all those things that they were using to do that, are wiped out now. They don't have they don't have that to do it. The and camera so, wise, yes, but like the, all that stuff.
1: But here's hey. the whole other buzzer part of it that's completely Listen. separate that they wouldn't even they didn't even really investigate. I don't here know, man. Kyle, six for yeah, me, here. six here's years in a
2: row is that's a lots a lot.
3: Here's my here's my argument for Houston. Okay. The, the thing that I don't like about the trash can thing, and I'm, I'm probably in Josh's corner here in, in thinking that, you know, they're probably just good players at this point. But the problem is they did it for who knows how long. They experienced success. They found out what it feels like to win. And, and when you win like they did, fair or not fair, when you win, winning breeds winning. And so I think, I think that's the thing that's frustrating for me is why not say, Houston, because of what you did, you're banned from the postseason for the next whatever years, or something along those lines, because all they did was feast on the winning that they got because it was illegal.
1: Right. If it was any other sport or college, that's exactly what would have happened. The players would have been held accountable, not the organization. You know what I mean? Like, what, unless the organization was the one who was, all into it but i want to i want to pull up this comment uh from mitchell
2: there we go mitchell Mitchell,
1: get over yourself i don't even know what that means like what like what get over (laughs) myself of your hate
2: for them look everybody
1: but what does that even mean to get over myself
2: the astros for the last six years i'm asking what that means look the astros for the last six years i
1: can read the rest of the the (laughs) thing
2: they've been the new england patriots of baseball to oh, a degree, oh, now you want
1: to talk about Deflategate? <laughs> I mean, is that where you yes, want to get into and, this? and I, but but Spygate,
2: but but guess cheaters what? Cheaters
1: cheat and cheaters win.
2: Tom Brady has left and won another championship with a different team. At the end of the day, some guys might just be good. That, I would I would kill to have Jordan freaking Alvarez on our team, man. I would kill to have that guy on our team.
1: I agree. That's that's a big part of it. Is sometimes players just win because uh, I had this conversation completely off topic, kind of. But Bruce Bochy hired as the Texas. Oh manager. yeah,
2: that was interesting.
1: Bruce Bochy is a career under five hundred manager, and people are like yeah, but he won three World Series. Sometimes it's about players just being good. Sometimes you get
2: the the right players.
1: Sometimes you just have good players. I just don't think that's the case the whole way. And I, I here's the thing. It's just the. The Astros are tainted no matter what. To me, until those group of guys, Altuve, Bregman, like that era of guys, are still involved with the club, then that still has a, a, a stain so, on it. So forever. Altuve
2: being two for twenty-seven, whatever he is this postseason, doesn't doesn't steal your thoughts of something that's still got to be going on.
1: Well the point is I think even 20 years from now or whenever he retires and he's you know he's had some of the most home runs and
2: I'm not arguing with you about 17. No, well, but, that was the year they won right? I think that, I with, think that title should have been stripped but is if, what I think yeah
1: absolutely but my point is if 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 Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and all those guys don't make the world Ser- uh, the uh, Hall of Fame because of steroids, there's no chance any of those guys should be involved either. This, well, that's a whole different conversation. This, me, I might agree with you there
2: this, to on the This, is way
1: thing. worse than any steroid use. Because it's different it's a, when you know what's coming. It's different when you know what's coming versus uh, something that helps you hit it a little harder. Right. To me, that's the difference is that literally if you tell me there's a curveball coming every time, I'm going to get a chance to get a good swing on that versus me having to still hit a fastball and curveball and different things and still hit it really hard. Well, look – I'm going to let Mitchell get off the we, screen.
2: We've, <laughs> we've brought up a few things, you know, saying, well, let's fire up Cardinals fans. Yo, so like what you're you, going on, on, on? I just thought of this. Sir? I just thought of this. And something that we haven't talked about a whole lot. Who was one of the main masterminds in their whole system when they got this going and, and actually took it over to the Yankees for a little bit, too? Carlos? Remember? Carlos Beltran. Beltran, yeah. Our offense in 2013 was the best offense in baseball. Who do we have on our team in 2013? Carlos Beltran. How do we not know that Carlos Beltran, uh, that Beltran wasn't already f- figured out a system then?
1: Not only that, why has Carlos Beltran been blackballed? He's the yeah, only one absurd. to be blackballed. It's absurd. Why is he the only one that doesn't have a job? Yeah,
2: that is absurd.
1: Do we also
3: but bring up the fact that, that uh, our former assistant GM became the Astros GM and we got caught trying to hack in to see what he had in his system and what he knew? Yeah. And,
2: <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Over there. Yikes! What if what if Beltran started figuring you know, the system out in 2013?
1: It's it's possible.
2: <laughs> Everyone listening right now is it, like, "Oh my God, shut up!"
1: It is possible. Mitchell's coming for you next. I'm sure. <laughs> get <laughs> but, over yourself. It, yeah. Look, yeah, I love Beltran. Get over yourself. I don't even know what that means, really, but get over yourself. I it's possible. Look, I will tell you this: if that is the case, I am perfect. I will be the same against the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2013 team that I would be against the. Anyone that played for the Astros in 2017 going forward, I would be the same way. This is not a bias based on it not being the Cardinals. I would still treat them the exact same way. I have a different feeling in the steroid era era for different reasons. Like I mean, that may be a whole episode by itself. Yeah. But to HGH wasn't against baseball rules is one part of it, and also that chase saved baseball after like. People are too young, and I myself am too young to even know that in 94, being the, with the lockout of how bad baseball was in 1997 and how no one was watching and how it what it did for baseball. Like, that's a different, completely different conversation and why I think it's, it's so important that, but to let it keep on going on and Barry Bonds continuing to still do it and still be connected to all these things throughout and then still being let – to play and hit home runs and break like historic all time records that probably will never get touched again is, is like hurt, hurtful right. for the game, you know, like that part of it too. But you know, we, we can move on hey, to something I, else. One, one
3: last <laughs> this is not related to trash can hitting, but it's, it's related to bad looks in baseball. So I, I couldn't believe that I read this myself. Uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I think this will be the fifth, if I, if my research was correct, the fifth one of these in Major League Baseball. They are adding a sportsbook inside Great American Reds. Ballpark in Cincinnati. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? Are you yeah. kidding me? The one stadium on planet Earth not to put gambling inside the stadium is Cincinnati, but here you go. Uh, talking about hitting trash cans, what Pete Rose did doesn't quite seem – a uh, ban worthy for life like no. he once did. And now his home stadium is putting a gambling facility
1: inside. Bad the
2: look.
4: Ballpark. Wow. Very bad look.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I have really mixed things on, on Pete Rose as well. Like I really do you like be in the hall
2: of fame. I, I Just take the numbers. And I've said this with the steroid guys. I hate Barry Bonds. I don't like Barry Bonds but he hit 700-whatever home runs. And I know he was on roids, but put an asterisk by it. I think if you let like, one
1: in, you got to let them all in and yes. make, it, make their own wing because it was history of baseball. So if you let one in, like let's say Barry Bonds gets in because you know they think that he needs to, then Martin McGuire and Sammy Sosa, well, Rafael Parmero, numbers, like those guys yeah. that were in that era, Alex Rodriguez, like those guys are Hall of Fame players based on their numbers. But if you have you're tied to it, you're gonna go into this section and like this. We're gonna
2: tell the story,
1: like in a hundred years from now.
2: Put the syringe emoji by their plaques.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, where these guys were possible, you know, or you know, known connected to, right. to these things. Like, I think that it's important for baseball, Pete Rose and betting on baseball, like. I kind of The guy in the NFL... I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Sorry, it slipped my mind. Played for the Falcons. He bet $1,500 on not his team when he was injured. A different team. And he was kicked out of the league for a year. And then there's guys
2: doing... That doesn't make sense to me.
1: And then there's guys doing crazier things this year that aren't getting suspended at all. Like uh, Devontae Adam, Adams pushing over a camera guy. Yeah. He doesn't get suspended. But this guy... Bet fifteen hundred dollars on a different team, and he was injured and wasn't
2: playing. He had no factor in the game.
1: Yeah, and he gets banned for an entire year. Was Pete
2: Pete Rose? He was betting on his own games. Was he betting on his own games? I know that or he, is there a speculation? I think somewhere? yes. I think that
1: he bet on them to win only. He never bet against them, See, which I, I think I, changes I have that no too. No problem with that. I mean, I you're not supposed to do it. I get it. I think at some point you got to let him in though. Like it's
2: was well, numbers are his numbers, and that's right. you know the same with the steroid guys because we've talked about even with steroids. How many countless how does, players took steroids and betting didn't have the number?
1: Changes numbers. Exactly.
2: Well, especially if he's betting to win. If anything, he's just gonna play harder. He's betting on himself.
1: Yeah. it's Aaron Judge in a different way, right? Aaron Judge is betting on himself in twenty twenty two to get a big contract. Pete Rose yeah. is betting on himself to win a little more money too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I don't like that how he plays it up and he writes signs, sorry, I bet on baseball. Like I just don't like that. And he's a weird dude and, a, and he's a, over
4: right, the top. Right? I, think that, I, I think
1: that I think that I think that hurts him. Get a big contract. He's yeah. betting on himself to win a little more money too. Yeah. Is that your? Is that you, Kyle? Kyle? he right sign? Sorry, I bet on Facebook. We got a actually.
2: little echo coming. And
1: he's a just, weird dude.
2: In the- I just
1: muted Kyle. I think that's coming from Kyle. Yeah, I, I got it. I just Sorry. muted. <laughs> I just muted you coming back through. I think Kyle. Uh, I'm gonna turn it back on and see see if it works. You there?
3: My fault. I opened up okay. something and, and then got it.
1: It was like, like
2: boom. Whoa, the old was, guy screwed up the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we were in a cave for a little yeah. bit.
1: Oh whoa, whoa, That's me. Oh, okay. All right. Let's. I well, uh, know let's, how to get your attention, though. Right yeah, no, <laughs> you, you know, you know how to get us to stop, <laughs> stop talking. Yeah, people stopped listening that when we started going well, on look, the Well, look,
2: let's let's switch over to. We haven't speculated a little bit. I was looking on, at my
1: list of points, but go ahead if you can think of that. Well, list I was just saying.
2: I mean, what 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 we want, what we think on hitting and pitching coach? Because I think Mike Maddox was a little bit of a surprise. Let's talk about that. We let's didn't expect that. that to happen. Um, a lot of people, of course, have been throwing out pretty much just former Cardinal players that they like, <laughs> that they think would be good coaches. Um, I have no idea who it's going to be. I really do think hitting coach. I think they've gone down bench this. bench coach. Yes, bench coach too. But hitting coach, I think they've gone down this road long enough now with a guy like Jeff Albert. that I think I think they do have to go out and get a former major league hitter that can help guys get through those slumps and all those things that we were talking about. And maybe you have a guy as the bench coach or the assistant hitting coach or whatever that that has that analytics side of it that can plug that in for the younger guys, whoever wants that as well. But I think you need to go hitting coach. I think you need to get a a previous player that can navigate people through that.
1: I am perfectly fine with that. Look, I am historically a detractor of Matt Holiday in his time in St. Louis, Kyle as well. I just... But I think that he would be a great hitting coach. Do I think that he is willing and able now? I don't think so. But if he if he wants to be in this organization and he wants to do it in and be a manager at the big league level at some point, I think his opportunities, he's had a lot of opportunities as of late to join in, to be a bench coach, to be a hitting coach. Now, two years in a row, I think that he might need to take the opportunity that it comes to him right? Um, his, his obviously Jackson was drafted and he plays in the MLB in the minor leagues. Now his other son is 15, 16 years old, bigger, stronger, even better than Jackson is what the the thing is. And he says he doesn't really want to join um, a big league team as a, on a, as a, on a staff until that son makes it through and uh, through high school. So like, my question is, will Matt holiday continue to get an opportunity in the future? Like, what happens if it solidifies and the Cardinals start winning again? You know what I mean? Like, if they go on a good run, like, the opportunity may not be there for 10 years. Is that is that weird to think or, you know, to, to say?
3: Well, let me say, I like – you and I always argued about Matt Holiday's clutch ability, uh, and that was our biggest strike against Matt Holiday was he was brought in to be the guy – uh, and then never really was that guy. Now uh, I, I will tell you that I have softened my stance on Matt Holiday Now that he's no longer an a active player on the roster, uh, I think he's been a great asset as a member of the Cardinals Hall of Fame, and, and I and I hope he's around the, the organization for a long time to come. And, and maybe that's the role. Um, I, I think that would be awesome to see.
1: And to and I will also say, I have liked Matt Holiday way more as a non-player than I have as a player. I When I listen to him on the radio, I enjoy him. I enjoy Very listening. Very likable. Yes, I enjoy his takes. I enjoy uh, his hitting philosophy, listening to him talk about I enjoy
2: him re- recruiting Nolan Arenado for it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think about, like, what he said, like what he did for Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter went to Matt Holiday last summer when he thought his career was over and got on track, like, if you can yeah. take a guy that was out of major league baseball and get him to be resurgence to be, you know, a great hit. I mean, I don't even know like what do you want to commit to? That's a pretty good him? resume builder. Yeah, like I'm I'm all for it. I just don't I just I don't think that he wants to do it right this second, but I don't know that the opportunity comes again so quickly. Right. Um so I could see it and I think that they're gonna have a conversation with him. I just don't know what's going to happen. Jim Edmonds. Now, that question as well. I think people would prefer Jim Edmonds in the dugout than they would on the television at most times. Yeah. And there's people that really like Jim Edmonds on TV, and I, I don't dislike him on TV. I really I like Brad Thompson considerably more yeah. with Dan. But I, I don't know. I think that Jim Edmonds helps guys hit as well, and Jim Edmonds was a great hitter as well. So is that who makes sense as the hitting coach, like one of those types of guys, or somebody else? Is it going to be Turner Ward? Like, do they just move up Turner Ward Maybe. from his position?
2: We've seen them promote from within several times, and, and on bench coach, it's not going to surprise me in the least, least bit if that winds up being Stubby Clap, and I'd be fine with that. I mean, he's a guy I've, I've read talked about for that role because he's kind of you know, right under that role now, and he's you know, steadily moved up. Um, but, but bench coach is one of those, I'm like, I, I don't know that that's one of those, I mean, I loved having Skip this year, but, you know, it's more of a but kind of a game planning. right? Like, yeah, yeah, you're in connection with the with the manager. Obviously, you fill in if he gets tossed out of the game, you're, you know, or sick or whatever else. Um, so I'm not as worried about bench coach. I'm just really interested to see what they do with hitting coach and, and pitching coach, honestly. Who they go get there. I don't even know who, who's available. Or yep. Who would be good in that role.
1: There are things that people have said, what about Chris Carpenter? Chris Carpenter works for the – uh angels as a um consultant chris carpenter wasn't happy with the st louis cardinals after like not re-signing him to his consultant role um so like i know he's under contract but i assume that's something you can get out of because you were offered a big time position now again i don't know if that's something he's into or something that he wants we you know we had the ability to, i had the ability to talk to chris carpenter a little bit this year kyle and i we Madam got some autographs and he was he's not a super um charismatic man. Yeah. Like like he's not like He's not
2: gonna come out like Mike Maddox and do the claws right. on your shoulder and tell you, hey, let's let's go get it. You're all right.
1: Right. He's the like cuss in your face type guy. I maybe do. we like, need that. Maybe he is. Maybe that's what they need. I don't know. I just don't know. Like I haven't really seen any names thrown out yet, as of yet, for uh, a pitching coach that and I don't know. You know, what's out there either. Um, I do know I heard today. Is Dave
3: Duncan available? Let's go get Dave. I don't he may be a hundred and four, but I was let's gonna say go he, might little,
1: he might be a little he might be but you know, someone did mention today on the fast lane, uh, possibly that Shelly Duncan has been brought up, um, possibly bench coach, um, to be involved with, with the franchise. He currently works for the White Sox as an analytics specialist in the organization somewhere. And he was brought up as possible interested or interesting uh, to talk to. So that, you know, that kind of goes into the same conversation of uh, Dave Duncan, you know, to, to Shelley Duncan. Um, so I don't know. I just really don't know what makes sense. But as you said, if it's all internal, I wouldn't be shocked either. If they move Turner Ward up from his assistant hitting in- coach, hitting instructor to the hitting coach, I wouldn't be shocked. If they move Stubby Clap up to the, um, to the, um, the, Whatever the bench coach, bench coach, then bench coach. Like yeah. I, I, wouldn't be shocked if both of those things happen because, as Mosaic said today, they are a pipeline-driven organization, and that pipeline also includes how they get their managers, right. their coaches, and all that. Because look at Ali Marmol, look at Mike Shilt, look at Mike Matheny. That's where everyone has come up through is through the organization where they brought Stubby Clap, where they brought, you know, what I mean, all those guys have been part of the organization. And I wouldn't be shocked if they just moved. It's not flashy, it's nothing exciting, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's how it went. They stayed me, with them.
3: Let me throw out one more name. And, and Ryan knows this is coming. And, and it's really because I really personally would love to see it happen. Um, this is a guy who is a pitching coach, who has been a pitching coach. He's currently with the Pittsburgh Pirates as as their hitting coach. He spent stints in Milwaukee and was actually the hitting coach with the Cubs when they won the World Series. And that name is Andy Haynes. Andy who, you say? Well, he's from Cardinal country, born in southern Illinois, uh, lives down in Tennessee, I think, uh, knowing his family, uh, was a Cardinal fan growing up. Um, and, and obviously, uh, to another stop along his journey was as the AAA manager of the Marlins organization. So the Cardinals know of him, uh, through their spring training relationship down in Miami, uh, they, they know of, uh, obviously his pedigree being on the, uh, being the hitting coach for the Cubs when they world won the world series. Now, obviously, uh, went with, uh, the Pirates this year, um, that's probably not uh, the best in terms of resume material saying you were the hitting coach of the Pirates. But a guy from the Cardinals area, uh, who the Cardinals are familiar with, with hitting coach experience, uh, helped guys like Kyle Schwerber, uh, and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Milwaukee, big guy, outfielder, left fielder, gone. Yelich? Thank oh, you. Yelich, Yelich. yeah. yeah when he was uh, with them when he was yeah when he MVP, was doing well. MVP yellow. yeah, right so you know I, I think he's got some pedigree from cardinal's nation go get him we'll see yeah and i and i've tasked
1: i've tasked Kyle to get Andy on the podcast perfect so i told him, him to has. make that happen yeah he, if he signs know, with the cardinals i'll No get no it. no no i want it done beforehand oh okay and before Four, he can announce announced
3: that he's been signed by the cardinals on the podcast
1: that is even yes. better. That would be much better. But That'd be perfect. I think it's a much going to be a much more difficult uh, ask once he is sure. <laughs> once he if he was on the Cardinals. Uh, I also want to talk to him about hitting philosophy. I wanted before this announcement on Jeff Albert. I wanted to know how involved a hitting coach is. How much could a hitting coach can affect someone, right? I wanted to know all those details. And if we could have got a, a hitting coach on, you know, a major league hitting coach, I would love to hear like just to pick a brain of that and what that really entails and how much they can really affect someone, um, how they can help someone, how can they get someone back on track? Like, I'd really be interested to, to know that um, as well. But like, you know, if that means Kyle gets some free tickets, I'm definitely in for Andy Haynes to be the Cardinals <laughs> hitting coach. Absolutely.
2: Get us some of those seats right by the dugout,
1: yeah, uh, Brad Thompson's, or you're talking about the uh, the, the, commissioner's talking, seats, yeah. the commissioner's seats, yeah, commissioner
2: seats. Yes, get to go down in there. And-
1: doesn't the Haynes family have someone else in in yeah. baseball as well? Um,
3: there's uh, Andy's younger brother, Kyle Haynes, is actually in the Giants organization um, as a, as a coach as well. So there's a, a lot of pedigree uh, coming from uh, the small area around North Clay High School in Southern Illinois. That, what town uh, is that? North Clay. Yeah, uh, is that a, is, is, in, is that a town uh, or is that a school? Uh, hang on.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll get there.
3: Uh, Clay City. Oh, okay. well, that oh, would make sense. Right. Give me a second. I'll get I'll get it. Uh, but yeah, so Southern is,
1: Illinois is Southern Cardinals Illinois country.
3: Rule Louisville. Oh, there it is, Louisville, spelled like Louisville, but Louisville, mm. Illinois. That's where North Clay High School is.
1: And yeah, that's all Cardinals. Cardinals country. I mean, yeah, that's. Sure. I mean, you guys, can be Cubs gotta, fans. Yeah, I,
3: I got to leave it with you. I got to jet off of here. Some of us have to work tomorrow.
1: I uh, mean, we all uh, have to I, work. I, this,
3: some this of us are important. old and need our sleep. So, let <laughs> nice. let you go. Uh, fascinating show tonight. Loved it, and um, we'll uh, hopefully get some deals done and have more stuff to talk about here soon.
2: All right, Kyle. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. See ya
1: all right well now that the dead weight's gone no i'm kidding um what what i mean what else do you want to get into so so i was i was looking up okay. some on
2: chris carpenter and a little what happened there yeah uh there was an article from last december around when he got that role with the angels um so he was laid off by the cardinals yep. he was a special assistant in september 2020 that was during the pandemic a lot of people i mean all the teams were kind of laying off some of those guys special assistant guys
4: well
1: yeah they couldn't help anyone yeah. yeah, I think yeah, they weren't working exactly. Yeah,
2: uh, but what he's doing or what he's done this last year with the Angels actually is coaching the quote mental aspect of the Angels minor league pitchers rather than the physical. So we we were kind of just joking, you know. Right. It was not the so uh, I, I mean apparently that's a lot of what his role. So he said he got into that some with the Cardinals, but he got into it more with the Angels. Um, and he's got this says a new wife is a former Texas native, uh, who, um, not former, sorry, (laughs) her former name that says is a Texas native, uh, who does mental performance work with the Dallas Mavericks. And so he's gotten into a lot of the mental aspect. And this actually says that he, um, was kind of checking in on a lot of guys before he even got this role. He said, you know, it was the right opportunity. I've done zoom calls, Phone calls, checked in on guys, guys are checking in on me. I'm asking about their anxieties, pressures, dealing with families and travel, off-season programs. So sounds a little maybe 180 from the Carpenter we we remember. So maybe that kind of role has prepped him a little bit more, maybe for for a full pitching coach role. And this does say here that he lives in Texas now. And last off-season, he uh, was playing. He had a new golf buddy in Cardinals pitching coach, Mike Maddox. Yeah. So, they played some golf together and they spent some time together. So, maybe we put a plug into Maddox to talk to Chris Carpenter and try to get him back over here. I think a lot of fans would love that. Yeah. I, I would be down with it, especially if he's figured out a mental side where he could, you know, work with those younger guys maybe that can't quite take the kick in the butt like right. probably Wainwright could, for right. example, this year. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I don't know who else is out there. I, you know, pitching coach again for me is another one of those. It was great when we had Dave Duncan.
1: It was just constant. It was a constant. Like you, yeah. you didn't worry you, about you it. Wanna, you didn't think well, about it.
2: And that's what I was gonna say too. With all these roles, it, I I do want to see whoever they get next. Hopefully, some more consistency in those guys being there longer because I think that helps in terms. And Maddox was there five years. I mean, I, again, I think for the most part he he did fine. I, I don't think he did he did bad. You know, no. it, his first big year was when we got Michaelis from overseas, and Michaelis was fantastic. Right. You know, so I think he was helping guys. Um, but yeah I, I think Chris carpenter I, I I didn't realize how much I enjoyed seeing former former Cardinals in the dugout so by former I mean obviously like Albert coming back with pull holes was was awesome but seeing skip in the dugout every game I, I don't know there's just something about seeing a former player that you adored that's back in the dugout with your team like I, I liked that right and, and there's nothing that's just objective. You know, outside well, it's, of it's how they keeping, were in that role as it's a coach, keeping it in the
1: family. It's yeah. the, like how do you like they talk about George Kissel, right? They talk about like how do you keep it the Cardinals way? Like how do you connect the past and the success of the of yesteryear with now? You you connect it through that. It's very um Indiana Hoosiers to me. Like like they you want to get back to. What people know as great years, so you you bring in people that knew about it, so you can teach it and expect it from those guys. William McGee being on the bench, right? Skip Schumacher who was on the bench, like those guys are are there. You know, uh, John Mabry, you know, Mark McGuire, all those guys are all all previous players that in the organization, and you do that because they know how the St. Louis Cardinals organization works, what's expected of them, and then they can also teach them what they need to teach them in positioning right. and fielding Jose Aquindo, like all those things, but they can also do it in the Cardinal way of what is expected right. of St. Louis Cardinals players.
2: Well, right. speaking to George Kissel reminded me of one of my favorite tweets I saw from today. Okay. Was, uh, from, Oh, I forget the, uh, the actual name. It's the Twitter handle just blew in from stupid town. John yeah. Rabe. <laughs> he said today, uh, Jeff Albert quits. And in a condo in San Diego somewhere, Mike Schultz is like, you've got to be kidding
4: me.
1: <laughs> yes. You know.
2: <laughs> the, I, th- the difference I, in philosophy is gone.
1: Right. So, like, supposedly, you think that John Mozeelock was like,
2: oh, God. are you kidding me? Like Jeff <laughs> he Albert. probably was.
1: Like Jeff Albert. I chose you. <laughs> over the manager. Over the manager of a major league baseball club. I chose you.
2: Over a Kissel protege of the Cardinal Way and all that.
1: I chose you. And you're just going to spur, And I'm, which I am I am ecstatic that he is gone.
2: I think a lot of, you know, Cardinals Twitter is, <laughs> yeah. a lot of those those fans are, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like,
1: I'm happy to, but I, I can you got to think that John Mozeliak is pissed. I would think. He, he said he was shocked. John yeah. Mozeliak said in the presser today, he was shocked that.
2: And Mike Schultz like, now nah, you know how it feels.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but you know what? John Mozeliak's still getting paid. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's still making millions, probably a couple million dollars a year. Like, not, like, you know, huge money, but, like bench coaches and hitting coaches they don't make tons of money and i come back to that of people keep on throwing out there yadier molina and as a and pitching we coach about and like albert pool is coming to be the hitting coach like it's not going to happen because those dudes are done traveling every single day yeah. all summer this position's going to pay a half a million dollars a year right like they're not it's, it's got to it's not going to be enough for them to give a crap about now, could you see those guys come and be in the spring training? Sure. But I also wouldn't be shocked and not see or
2: Molina for years.
1: Like, if or Molina dis- disappeared in, to Puerto Rico for the next five years.
2: and He we, did that for a month and a half this year to well, hang I'm out with if, his basketball I'm, team. I'm
1: saying if he did it for five years and he didn't come back and be a it part of it. wouldn't be of,
2: surprising. Not at all.
1: Like, not one
4: bit.
2: So, what? McGuire retired. Martin McGuire retired in 2001. Mm-hmm. 2001 at age 37. We hired him as hitting coach. I believe it was either 2011 or 2012. It was 10 years later.
1: He was on the 2011. Uh, he was the 2011 manager. Whenever we won the World, the hitting Series. coach. Yes, we okay. Yeah, yeah, He was the hitting coach in 2011. That's right. When we, when in
2: 12, too, when we we had a good playoff run there yeah. too as well. That was 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Well, why would Yadier or Albert do that? Right? I don't think Albert can with what the, the what he's locked into with the Angels. I don't we even know if even, he's allowed to do that. I haven't have no had idea. That conversation about yeah.
1: that part of it, and I I have some I. Think if he
2: he said he's going to honor that. That's the last thing I read about.
1: I've read that he's going to honor it, and he has. But he has the ability to opt out of it as well. I think it is would be a travesty to the St. Louis Cardinals if he opts in to that deal with because how long is that? Ten years.
2: But see, it wouldn't surprise me. Again, I mean, most of these former Cardinals, it's ten years. Schumacher, yeah, but, coming as bench coach, that's more than ten years later.
1: But how I understand it is that he cannot. Don a Cardinals hat, a Cardinals jersey, anything non-angels related. He cannot do it. He cannot represent other ball clubs. He cannot, even if he went into the Hall of Fame in five years, right? He cannot even, even if because you know the Hall of Fame says, you know, you uh, get the Hall of Fame decides who you whose cap you wear going to the Hall of Fame, right? Like there's, like the team doesn't say you're a Cardinals Hall of Famer.
2: I would imagine they take your preference into. Right but, consideration,
1: but let's say the Hall of Fame says you're going in as a Cardinals because he should be, obviously. Right. but you know what? He cannot wear a Cardinals hat going into the Hall, Hall of Fame. That's in on, his yes, a that's part of that. Crazy. That there's a lot of it that we don't know. Like, can he be at opening day in St. Louis? Can he get in a, a red jacket? Yeah. Can he get his number retired and be there? Can he get a? That would be absurd. Can there, he get a statue no way dedicated? That they can... Like, can he get his statue dedicated and can he be a part of it? Can he ride around in the Corvettes? Can he ride around? You know what I mean?
2: There's no way they could keep keep him. I mean, surely.
1: If it's, but that's going to be the contract part of it, right? Mm. Does it say if he. Hopefully
2: he says, I'll do this, but we need to rework the language of this first. That's what I hope as well. Yeah.
1: That would be like, if it's going down to that nitty gritty of it, I hope he says, I am willing to do community things and and outreach, but I want to rework what the what the things and i
2: get look look i don't harbor feelings against it. i get i get some of the loyalty toward that cuz at the end of the day they gave him the contract that he wanted you know when when he left with us uh so i get the loyalty of that uh we've got do a you know, comment do you know
1: with the will i do not know will oh for real oh but look oh my God. i've on. talked to this oh about,
2: <laughs> i've talked to this about ryan before will no i'm not related to paul de you would be surprised.
1: It did not say, say, are you related? It says, are you uh, yeah, really? Are you really? really
2: if look, I was, I wouldn't be trashing myself look, all the time.
1: There's wind coming at me all the time over here because he's swinging and missing the whole time. So it's just yeah. air flow. Yeah,
2: I get, are you would you, be Paul, surprised, yeah? man. I get I get that all the time from people. <laughs> I've gotten it, and I got it uh, several years ago when it's opening, opening day. We played Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, <laughs> two of the ushers asked me, Walking in, if I was related to Paul DeYoung, and then a couple of people in the band, in the stands where we were sitting at near me asked, "Like, well, you look a lot like look, him?"
1: Man, if he was really good, I'd be wearing his jersey all the time. Like, yep, I'm his family. I'm I got I got
2: one of his giveaways this year, and I traded it for a Flaherty one.
1: Oh, you, I mean, you know, I got Flaherty <laughs> behind you over there. But yeah, like, like I, it's it's funny. I
2: mean, that is really funny. Will Will also like, said, Will "Rip, Rip Jeff Albert too." Yeah, so. R.I.P. Jeff. Yeah, Albert. Um, yeah, I get that all the time. I got that this year. There's a one of the games I went to this year. Actually, it was it, it was the one that I got DeYoung's jersey at. I opened it up. I was like, "Oh, it's DeYoung." He was like, "That's perfect. You look just like him." Oh my god! I was like, "Great. Can I throw this on and maybe yeah. just go on the field then and walk into the the better, clubhouse?"
1: You might have a better chance of hitting baseballs.
2: Yeah, I get that a lot, man. Especially with the Cardinals hat on. So that's really funny. Hey, you know, Paul's not a not a bad looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. He's smart and intelligent. He just he just can't will
1: coming can't get hard. hit.
2: <laughs> yeah. thanks for the response. Ryan and Paul.
1: You should just change your name on the bottom to say to say Paul from now on. Yeah, Paul DeYoung. So let us talk a little bit about Paul DeYoung. Sure. Let's use let's use real for Will for real as a segue to Paul DeYoung. Is Paul DeYoung on this roster and to start the season in 2023?
2: If if he is, it better be because they could not find anyone to trade for like get you know to well, take who, him who
1: would take him i guess you got to think of probably a similar deal as as Dexter Fowler i'm going to take on a bunch of this money you give me some,
2: Colorado Rockies maybe
1: no didn't we look up that deal that Jones? ended up bit, no no um um Fowler Fowler deal it was a player to be named later and we looked it up and there was no player it was cash considerations yeah so only thing that happened was we sent, we sent Fowler for, for pretty for, much the,
4: the
2: rest of it.
1: And we paid him all of his salary and then they sent us back like $500,000 or something. Yeah. So like that's a bad deal. But we it got might rid of Fowler. to Fowler.
2: It might have to be that.
1: Yeah. I, I think, and it's
2: contingent too on like do they surprise us and sign Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson. If you do, you gotta then, then something like that is for sure He's happening.
1: He's owed 9 million
2: I think. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm pulling up his contract here. Yeah, so he made 6 million 2022. Uh, jumps to 9 million next season and then two cl- club options 24 and 25 which those are 12 and a half and then 15 million so those for sure aren't going to get picked up um so right. either way but he, has a, he next, has a 2023 is for sure his last season But there's a us.
1: buyout there too if they don't pick up those options they have to pay him a million, two million 2 million dollars look at the, it's on it's on his contract sport track or yes. one of the, there's he, like,
2: if it's it, yeah if if uh if we do not pick it up in twenty twenty four, it's two million. If we pick it up in twenty four, don't pick it up in twenty five, it's it's a one million buyout. Yeah, so they're not the, they're not gonna pick it so up. So
1: they owe him nine this year, is that right? Yes. So then they owe him a two million dollar buyout after this year as well. So they owe him eleven million. Yes. Uh, Will comes in again. Uh he actually is a Paul DeYoung fan, so he he wants your autograph probably, but he's hoping a new hitting coach can might figure out some things for now. That is not a terrible take, no, because we're we've been bashing Jeff Albert from the beginning of this episode. Uh, okay, me, I don't know if anyone else has, but
2: when we saw Paul DeYoung come come back up for he two weeks, it was really it out good
1: in Memphis. It took a while to figure out in Memphis because he was not good early on in Memphis whenever no. he got sent down. And now Paul DeYoung cannot go back down to Memphis. He does not right. have any more options no more left options. Uh, because of his time of service, not because of options back and forth. That was a confusing point part last year. Once he was brought up to come back to play in Washington at the trade deadline, then his time going back down was done. So, like, that's it. He's now on the Cardinals' Major League roster, or he is cut or traded or something right. else. So, you know, I can see the St. Louis Cardinals keeping Paul DeYoung and having this new hitting coach, Matt Holiday, Jim Edmonds. He can't be someone. your everyday starter, though. No, he absolutely
2: cannot. I don't, care if, he, Edmund, I don't care if he has a great spring. He, he can't.
1: Even if he has a great spring, no. It needs to be Tommy Edmond and Nolan Gorman probably up the middle. Like, that's who you should go into the season Gorman, starting. Gorman, Donovan.
4: Yeah.
2: Look, I, and Gorman, I, and we've but talked I about pop.
1: this. I need pop. Well, Donovan that, and, and Donovan yes. and, and, and Tommy. And I want the pop. And I none. think
2: I, I honestly – think and hope Gorman could be our Kyle Schwarber in a couple years down the road. Now I don't know if he's gonna hit forty seven you know home runs. I, I mean he, he might have h- that I he think might he have hit,
4: that potential. He's gonna
1: hit thirty to forty. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's gonna have the strikeouts, but yeah you'll take that with the with that kind of power.
1: Well uh, I, you know people talk about And, and tra- he doesn't have
2: to play second base to, to do that every day.
1: People talk about that with uh with Nolan Gorman. You know they 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 trash him for the strikeouts. Do you know that Harrison Bader who never hit more than like sixteen home runs? High strikeout rate, thirty percent of the time. Yeah, it's the same number that no had Nolan. You can Gorman. live
2: with that number when you're hitting a home run every 10, 11, 12, 13 at bat. But I'm
1: talking about, but
2: but we lived Harrison, with it with Bader.
1: Harrison Bader hit fifteen home well, runs. We lived
2: with it with him because of his defense, defense, essentially. So he, you have to bring something else, right. if, whether it's power or defense or something, right, to to make up for it. But. And I, and Paul DeYoung's bringing none of the above. He no, he and even, he the even looked, season. He looked bad defensively the last couple at weeks. At the
1: end of the year he he like was just done. And he was making the playoff roster like it was like
2: cuz he I mean he, he had to, I guess. It was just defensive switch. But he yeah. wasn't
1: even good at defense at the end of the year. So like yeah, you know. And now Mundo is
2: going to the World Series.
1: You know, and I'm happy for him. I uh, you yeah. know, happy for him. I
2: mean, you know, he didn't play a huge role in that. He
1: didn't he did not he caught the last out against the Cardinals. Yep. And that was
2: Probably he, he hasn't falled, he hasn't fallen down rounding third with them.
1: He hasn't hit an umpire in the face. Oh, yeah. You know, what I mean, he's, he's oh, you know, like I, I
2: forgot about that. Was this year right? Or was that last year? I don't remember. remember. I don't. Remember. Oh, it that was, was either so early bad. this
1: year. It may have been early this year.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: that poor umpire. <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm happy for Mundo Sosa. Uh, I was happy for Bader. Like, people. Yeah. People, I saw, people on Twitter called me a Bader hater. Like, no, I'm no. a. I just gave facts of what Baders what Bader really is of a hitter. Like he's over, he way overachieved. He's streaky. That's, that's okay. Like he can be, he's a great, he's an elite defender.
2: And look, plantar fasciitis isn't something that just goes away. Yeah. It's not. So, and and I hope the best for him. I hope it does. I hope it stays away. I hope, you know, maybe he has a surgery that helps fix it. Uh, And he's still great defensively, but I mean, that's not, you know, great foreshadowing of him, but it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I I will just be I'll be surprised if we do anything at shortstop this free agency when there was more last year free agent shortstops last yeah. year and and none of them really pan out that great honestly so at least at least the first year I mean Trevor's story looked awful yeah uh, you know and I'll be the first Correa to say like have I a wanted career. him and Correa, didn't Correa, have a Correa had injuries but he did he he can't quite stay healthy yeah. is the problem with him um, who was the third one. Oh, Corey uh, Seager. I think he had a pretty good season.
1: Yeah. So, like, here's the points that I uh, put up today that were important from the presser. So I want to make sure that we hit all these today. So yeah. we talked about Jeff Albert being out. Mike Maddox out. Wayno back. We haven't really touched on that except that Wayno's coming back and, and uh, you know, he's going to get to over 200 wins, right, is the goal. And Yep. And uh, and the payroll will go up. We don't know how much. We did talk, touch on that.
2: Uh, oh, so I was going to say with Wainwright, couldn't you – you can make payroll go up also even further than you would think, if it's some if it's a longer contract for somebody, because Wainwright's done after this season. He right. said that too, so yeah. that that's another factor. You're not having to think about another fifteen to seventeen million contract for him next year, right? Because he said this is this is it.
1: That's that's true. Like you don't have to worry about, and that, that. should also
2: motivate you to go get another starting pitcher this off season and you can, or next off season. You
1: can escalate that contract like cheaper this year, yes. more expensive next year. That sort yep. of thing. Um, we talked about uh, skip going to Miami not we didn't talk a lot about it um but good for skip i'm happy yeah. for him uh, you know i and
2: there you was had a, some idiots trying to say that
1: ah uh, yes i was going to talk about that that Oh,
2: uh, i forget her name the new she's kim. the she's the gm gm kim
1: yeah. ng is the last yeah. name. i don't know how to say it i don't want to i don't know what it is you don't want to butcher it yeah, i mean know. it's hard to
2: pronounce but that that she somehow wasn't being diverse in her he, managerial he, stuff. The
1: finer, final three were The suppo- first
2: woman GM. In right.
1: French. And a minority woman GM. Yes. She, they oh. hired Skip Schumacher, who was a white man who never had any managerial experience, and they were upset because it is, the yeah, other two statement. guys were uh, Latino. I don't know. Right. Well, one was the failed Mets manager that was there one year, and the other one was, I don't know, Rojas? I don't know if that was the Mets guy or not.
2: Oh, my Miguel Rojas, yeah, I think.
1: Uh, and then there's another there's two guys. There's two yeah. Latino guys that didn't get it. And this guy, uh Keith Law even. Yeah. It was Keith Law. Yeah,
2: fairly big name yeah. on Twitter before.
1: He was calling her out as a the what did he say was the exact it was uh the the ladder is just easier or something like that. He said
4: something like something
1: that. Something that was just easier. Like so you're saying that the the racism bias is so strong that the GM uh the Asian American woman GM of the Marlins it's such a strong thing that she can't even look yeah. past it like she doesn't he, even know how to go against her own biases that are in there on her own like I I just yeah. I couldn't get with that one like like I'm all about equality and everything but like that to me is like what are we stretching for no
2: yeah. like skip well,
1: Schumacher has been a a bench coach a and a bench coach for five years in San Diego. Yeah, like it's not like he's and he was a major league baseball player on a on championship teams. Yeah, like
2: two world championships.
1: Uh, give me winners. You, you know I like that. I like winners. Yeah, give me a winner. I'll take that all day.
2: Yeah, Keith Law had said Schumacher has never managed anywhere. The Marlins hired him over a Latino candidate with MLB managerial experience, Rojas, and another with managerial experience in winter ball. Yeah, Espada. I'm not sure who his spot is. Uh, what he said at the end was, the bar is just different.
1: The bar is just different yeah. because he's a, a and white And you're calling
2: guy. out a minority. A minority first woman. First woman GM.
1: I just don't, like, I, like, okay, let's say it was a white guy GM, maybe. But you're also in Miami. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, they know Latinos, are, are. it's good for them there because of the, right. the, the m- amount of Latinos there. Like, it's. But you know, you did just come off of Don Mattingly, so like, you know, like, it, what does it matter? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me. Uh, I'm still gonna effort to get Don Mattingly on the show, even though he's no longer a manager. And
2: you're not gonna get more fans coming to that ballpark in Miami just because it's a Latino manager. Yeah, but they're not.
1: You just, you know, you just want a winner. Yes, right? that's Ro- what they need. Rojas lasted one season as the Mets manager, and he was terrible, and he got fired. Yep. So yeah, his track record shows real good. The other guy. Was one year manager in Winterball, right? Yeah. Who would you take? Like, let me just tell you that. I don't tell you any names. You want the one guy that was a manager for the MLB for one year and was fired. You want one guy who was the manager in Winterball. Mm-hmm. Or would you like the 10 year MLB veteran that has been a bench coach for six years two World Series and Champions won two World Series. World Series? Which guy are you taking? I'm taking the winner, even though he's only been a bench coach. I don't care. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, and he probably interviews well. Like um uh, Tim McKernan said on his show today. When he had um, Skip on his show years ago, he said he was probably a player still, or just after being a player, like maybe when he was playing with the Dodgers. He may have had him on. He couldn't remember the exact year. He said, I talked to him, and I said, this guy is either going to be on TV or he's going to be a manager yeah. because he's that well-spoken, that well, like, just carries himself. So he probably interviewed really well as well. Like, it's yeah. it's not that far-fetched. Um, Johnny asks about... Uh, where we think the Phil's going to hold at the yep. catcher. We talked about that early in the show. You can always go back and listen on podcast or uh, on Spotify, Anchor, Apple. We even learned it was on – what was that one app the guy – Oh, <laughs> I couldn't – yeah,
2: it was so random. Yeah, I had never heard that no, one. No, me neither, I but, what it was. but we're
1: on it. Uh, but, yeah,
2: Johnny, we we talked about it earlier. Cliff notes real quick. I, I think it's probably either going to be Wilson Contreras, Salvador Perez, or Sean Murphy. Obviously, the latter two, in Perez or Murphy – they would have to make a trade for uh, Contreras is just a free agent. So all that would cost is money. But I think logically you look at the market, those are those are the three guys. Uh Royals just fired Mike Matheny. So they're kind of blowing everything up again. They traded uh what they traded uh Benintendi. Yes. And they traded oh, who was the other one? I thought there was another one.
1: You know, um uh, the unvaxxed one that went to Toronto. He was unvaxed went to Toronto yes. and he had to get um Wit Merrifield.
2: Yes, yeah, okay. good player, too. Yeah, I don't know
1: where I just pulled that from. Yeah.
2: Two, uh, especially Merrifield, he, he's been there a long time. Um, so it would not surprise me at all if, if they're shopping Salvador Perez with, with his contract in the th- three or four years that he has left. Um, it's going to be one of those three. I think I, I feel pretty confident in saying that it's going to be one of those three catchers. They're not going to hand the you know, reins yeah, to I'll, Kisner. I'll, I'll just put so, that up. I'll put
1: that up. Yeah, probably, Mo, Mo pretty said much today, said that. Yeah, it's we are go looking outside. on the outside for a catcher, and I was really happy to hear that because it was like, uh, what are we going to do? And Mo really said we got to find. We don't want to go away from hitting. He said away from um, defense. Like we've built our team around defense, right. so we need a we need a guy that's going to be able to lead the team in that part of it. But we also know that we need some hitting as well. So, he
2: didn't. He didn't go the Matt Carpenter route and say Matt. Carpenter's our third baseman. Right, he our catcher.
1: Right, he didn't. He didn't go that way. So you know, you know that. uh, And Will the Will for real? Man, Will's just all over. Salvi Perez would be awesome. He hits bombs. He would be a great fit. I've never looked at Salvi because the first time I heard he's got five gold gloves too. By the way, I was gonna ask. So the first time I heard his name brought up about this situation was today. Like that's the first time I heard people talk about Salvador Perez. I was gonna ask what does his metrics look like? Framing metrics and outside of average and all those types of things. Right now, in the last couple of years, and you and I talked about this. He seems way older than
2: thirty-two. He does. He's yeah.
1: thirty-two years old. He seems way older than that. So, could you get him for a, a few years left? I think so. But again, he turns
2: thirty-three in May.
1: So, I am more apt to sign the guy. I we're rehashing this for Johnny here, everyone. But um, I would, I'm more apt to sign the guy that is available for money only in Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Only because he's for money only. Like you've already done. You you don't and if you don't have to give up guys, prospects or what otherwise, then don't do it. Um, so like I think you should go and give the guy money and make him a player instead of trading pieces.
4: Yeah.
2: And Contreras probably at his career point in his career a little bit better, I, I would say, defensively than Salvador. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about Salvador Perez defensively the last couple of years. I know that he's DH'd a lot. I know he hits The bombs. last couple times. He does. I, I mean, he, he hit bombs. He hit 40, what was it, a couple of years ago, 48 in 2021. That was his big season. Um, 23 this year, but he only played 114 games. So he's had a few injuries. I mean, 16 through 18, he played about 130 or more games, and he 22 home runs, 27, 27. So he's always had 25-plus home run pop, but. Contreras can give you that. Sure. And, and it's probably got a better worry, arm. My is, only
1: worry on Contreras is supposedly game calling, yeah. this. No, is supposedly this um worry in the clubhouse. That's my only thing uh, is yeah. like is like what is what is that? And you know, the Cardinals would know that. Yeah. And they wouldn't sign him if that's going to be the case. Like they would know what that's going to look like.
2: I think I really think yadi's going to be talking to him this offseason. I think he's going to be asking yadi a lot of questions about the culture, about the legacy of the Cardinals, all those things. Um, Johnny yeah, Contreras said his favorite place to play is STL. I have heard that before. Uh, Bryce Harper said that a few years ago, too, there's when he a, was a free agent.
1: Trout has talked about it. But we didn't even try to get him. Trout has talked so, about how yeah. awesome it was to play. in. Yeah, wh- in, when,
2: when they came back, when yeah. Albert came back for the first time. Yeah,
1: um, The guy, sorry, hyper-pragmatist, I don't even know that's the word, he asked if we had it on. Uh, Pocket Casts. Yes, everyone. Yes. We are on Pocket Cast as well. Wherever so that's I, at. Yep. You can find us on Apple, Anchor, Google, um, Spotify, yep. Pocket Casts. Any place you can probably find podcasts that you can listen to this again on there. Spotify lets you do the video again. Obviously, you can always go back to YouTube and watch us on YouTube yep. again. And then you can always go down and look at our, our Twitter feed um, retweets. But the easiest way to just pull us... Video-wise, I would say is Spotify and YouTube. to so yep. you go back and listen to an old episode. But or you can, go
2: to our Facebook page. You can watch oh, the video in, stream there, I too. stays like, up. Yeah, yep.
1: Facebook's as there as well. Um, another question. Yeah, Johnny had
2: another one there. Uh, let me pop it up. Do you guys think we will see Walker or Win some next year? Um, we don't have to go too deep into this because we talked about getting Kyle Reese back on with Birds on the Black, yes. and he would have some great insight on this. Both, both Wynn and Walker and six other... Cardinals prospects are at the AF, AFL again this year, and um, actually all the guys that were in the Arizona Fall League last year wound up playing in the majors this year. I don't know if you saw I that. I did not. So that's really interesting. So we've got another seven or eight that are there. Winning and Walker are two of those, and they're both doing great. Walker obviously is killing it. I, I've told you this. I do think we are for sure going to see Walker at some point this year, either as a September call-up or for me more likely, and my hope is that he tears it up in spring training and he is your starting right fielder left fielder maybe even opening day i mean that's probably a long shot but if you ask if you don't me, go sign an outfielder we're going to need somebody
1: if you asked me mid season last year i would tell you no yeah we would not see jordan walker
2: but is that you talking before they traded bader yes yeah
1: i would have said no we are we would not be seeing jordan walker in 2023 at the end of the season i would have told you yeah we got to see jordan walker in 2023 and I think we got to see him straight out the gate. Now I sit w- with what you just kind of said was, what do we do? We're going to sign a catcher. Yes. Are we going to, what other pieces? Are we going to sign um, bench bats? Are we going to sign Brandon Nimmo? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are we going to sign a. He's
2: not much better than a bench bat for me, though.
1: I understand that. But I'm saying, like, what are they bringing in? And it's got to be better than Lawrence Newtbar,
2: right? Yeah. It's, I that, mean, that's what they. <sighs> There's so, part of me that's interested to I don't see they, what Lars could do. I don't think they want an everyday player to
1: bring Walker up to start the year. I don't think they like if they have to, they will.
2: Right. I
1: don't think they want to. So, like, if they can ease him into the game instead of expect him from the get go, would be easier on him.
2: Because the, well, one way you can do that is obviously signing a a good catcher. Yeah, and maybe going and signing a Carlos Correa. Or a Dansby Swanson, and then you've got three or four guys already that are contributing in those ways that you need to, and it takes less pressure off a guy right. like to Nolan Gorman guy. or Jordan Walker right uh, away. Well,
1: and takes pressure off Tyler O'Neill. Yes, you know what I mean, like
2: who we don't know. Yeah, where he's going to. be. It would also take pressure off uh, Dylan, Dylan Carlson. Carlson. Yeah,
1: um, and to the Mason win, I don't think we see Mason. I think he's at least two years away. Yeah, I
2: would say twenty twenty four on him, and that's still depending on. If they surprise us and and go sign a shortstop now, if
1: they would sign, let's say,
4: Carlos Dansby Correa, or Dansby, Dansby.
1: Yeah, if they would sign them, I could see Win in twenty five, yeah, and I could see if they liked it in a longer contract that they would trade Win. I know they really like him, and they know they're a pipeline driven team. That's why I don't think they're that they would sign any. I don't think they're going to sign any shortstop at all. And Mo mentioned today in the press conference, someone asked a question in a roundabout way, and he said, you're asking if I'm in the shortstop market, right? That's a You went away in a weird way and mm-hmm. asked me that, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, okay. There are good players available. We will look into good players. Like, they're going to look, right?
2: Even that's interesting because he didn't say that last year.
1: Yeah, they kind of did, though. He did da- He, he kind of danced around like, we're going to – we're gonna dip our toes. We're gonna to check in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We're gonna check in
2: on it. Trey Turner's not looking for a check in. No Trey Carlos Correa's probably not either.
1: Yeah, he's Dior, right? You know what he said? Did you hear that quote? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, if if the yeah, I'm the I'm the product. I'm pro- I'm Dior. If yeah. you wanna sign me, sign on, yeah. give
2: me the money. He's gonna want some money. Yeah, and I, I, he's the youngest too, by the way. I thought he was older. He's like twenty seven or twenty
1: eight. Yeah, and I, I just don't think um the Cardinals touched that market at all, and I think that because of when they're not going to, and I think that they won't be bringing win up until 2024, and 2024 might be later 2024 unless Tommy Gorman, Donovan, all the middle infielder guys aren't working out, or somebody gets hurt, someone gets hurt, like unless there's a need, I don't. That think could
2: they- be the case for Walker at spring training this year too. Let's say, Absolutely. let's say Tyler O'Neill gets hurt again. Or let's say Newbar gets hurt, uh, and Johnny, uh, we see your comment here you think, again.
1: You think that Carlson's not going to make the team? No,
2: Carlson is going to be playing center field, absolutely. especially after not being traded for Juan Soto and Moselech. Moselec talked. Some of his comments today were were also regarding Carlson. He said he, he thought had to have that a his, backup plan. Did you hear that? Well, well, and he said that he thought the inj- injury to Carlson was important. Hampered, absolutely, kind of where he was going. But so. he
1: said if if Carlson can't Hit from the left side. We need to have a another plan. He did say no. that. Yeah, he did. So, so Carlson to me, I, I would not be shocked if it is O'Neill, Carlson, Bar, you know, with Yepes on the bench. Yeah, to go to start the season, I would not be shocked. Now, if they picked up someone different in the outfield, I would not be shocked either. But if they ran out the same dudes, I'm not surprised by that. No, and I think. But if but if one of
2: those three doesn't work. Walker's gotta be But Yepes is gonna
1: get the shot first, don't you think?
2: Yes, but what if it's what if it's like last year or last year, <laughs> saying last year now this year. What if it's like this year and it's not only Carlson that's struggling, but it's O'Neal that's struggling or Absolutely. hurt You're again. Right. No, no, then definitely. still give Yepes the shot and left, but somebody's you know, you know what I mean, or maybe Newt Barr. I'm interested to see what Newt Barr can do in a full season. I'm just I'm I'm not quite sure I'm sold that he's he's the everyday guy. You know what I mean? I I just I I Dude, see Bar's him best spark. as a fourth. Yeah, he's a great. He's best as a fourth outfielder, but you, you've also got Yepes, who's I guess at this point DH and left field, and maybe once in a while spells Goldie at first, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's absolutely.
2: another factor into in to Walker, honestly, that we didn't talk about. Uh, Goldschmidt's a free agent after twenty twenty four, so so we've got him 2023-2024-2024. So we were kind of talking a little bit, you know, you were sarcastically about what if you just let Arenado go. I think that's another big reason why you've got to keep Nolan, because as much as we don't want to
1: hear it, who said it was sarcastic?
2: Well, not it was tongue in cheek. <laughs> it was tongue in cheek because I, at the end of the day, if and, and we've really we've got to think about this as a possibility. What if August thirtieth was the beginning of the end of a down downfall? For Paul Goldschmidt, what what if it's another Matt Carpenter 2.0? And I don't think it is. I hope it is not. Sure, but if it but if it is, then you've got two more years of that. And uh, if it if it's bad, how it did gets- it happen? I don't know how it happens, but how, but how if it, it but if it is, they said there's no You could put Walker at
1: first base. No one's having any offseason surgeries. Oh, we
2: joked about that. I watched Goldsmith have like a wrist sure. surgery or no, something. No, I
1: thought it was his back.
2: Oh yeah, his I, back. I, yeah. I
1: thought it was his back. I thought we oh, were. There's gonna...
2: still time for that to come out. Yeah, I mean, we're we're young into the offseason. They
1: asked. That was questions today. Yeah, no, no one had it. No one had any issues. No yeah. no surgeries. No no treatments and different things like that. Like I just I really thought that Goldie was gonna say, yeah, you know. I had some real back stuff going on. Yep. I had a little cleanup surgery to get everything straight away. Like, um, you know, I really did. Like, I really thought that's what was going to come out. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I just don't understand. I was talking to one of my employees today. Like, how these, how these players in every sport, all of a sudden, is this downturn of, like, from top to boom, it's over. I just don't get it. Like, I I, like, I don't know what the... Like, is it age only? Like, I mean... But some players do it that aren't even... It's not even an age thing. Right. Like, it's just a... All of a sudden, they can't cut it anymore. It's very strange. And so I, I just can't... God, I just hope that can't be the case. For I think it's league. a lot of
2: different factors, specifically with Carpenter. I mean, bat speed. Yeah. Uh, the shift. The shift killed him, uh, which is being banned. Right. Again now, so that's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I... I I, I hope I'm wrong, man. I hope we still got two more great years of Goldie. I hope that he's great these next two years, and maybe we get him another two- or three-year deal, you know, if he's still good at that age. But I think he's. A, I think that's a huge reason why you, you want Nolan long-term. Because if Goldie, you know, you get maybe not near as much as you got out of him the first three years, these last two, then you could plug Jordan Walker in at first base. Or Absolutely. you could plug... I feel less comfortable plugging Juan Yep as a first base. But but Walker, I mean, he's probably too athletic to play first base honestly.
1: For this year I thought that was Jordan Walker's way to be on the club. Right.
2: was first until base until they traded the outfielders. Yeah, or bader.
1: I thought that's where his his opportunity would be would be in 2024, yeah. 25. Like I thought he was another year away. Like I thought 2024 was the way that he got onto the club is spelling Paul Goldschmidt from first and Paul being a lot of DH. Like I thought that was Jordan Walker's way to make the club. Right. Now obviously he's been playing outfield for the second half of of uh, the AAA season. He's doing so in the AFL currently. Um, so
2: like threw a guy out the AFL the other night. He has, is, ninety nine point seven mile a Hell of around. an arm. Like his yeah.
1: arm is crazy. Like and that's I mean, he's a third baseman, right? Third right. baseman's arms are supposed to be really good. And you know, and Gorman's arm is strong, very strong as well. It's gotta be a really strong second baseman's arm. Um but so like yeah. so that's you know that's just the way that I think for the win and Walker question, I, I just don't think that we'll see when Walker I think will come when, up
2: with some point. When for sure I don't think I don't think we'll see him at all. In 2023, or you'd have to have like a lot of crazy injuries or something.
1: Johnny's jumping in again. Johnny, look, this is what I'm gonna have to tell you, Johnny. You got to go back, start yeah. from the beginning, and I talk about Nolan Arnato's opt out and why he will opt out at probably 10 minutes in. Yeah, and he yeah, we tweeted out from there, and I think that he will opt out. And but you'll you're gonna say what? But don't forget, let me scroll up to all these comments. Let's not forget what was his name? David. David said. Oh my gosh. Here we go. David said, "Thanks. I understand why he's going to yes. opt out. Appreciate you guys explaining this. He understands it now."
2: It has to do with a, a little a little uh nuance in the contract. Nuance, yeah, clause, whatever you want to call it in his contract, Johnny, that that he could get a little extra money. We don't a think little. we don't yeah. million. We don't think he's going anywhere. He's no. he's going to be back with the Cardinals. Uh Johnny also said earlier, I hate that we really don't have a for sure spot for Donovan because that uh, like, uh, because he gets on base like no other. Look,
1: why isn't he a super utility type guy? I
2: yes, and you need those guys. Yeah, the Dodgers have tons of those guys. Sure, uh, you know Chris Taylor. Um, they, they had an outfielder this year that also played several. Mookie Betts plays all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Donovan. Donovan surprised me. I mean, he he's fun to watch too. I mean, he had he had a really good season overall. Gold Glove finalist for the new utility Gold Glove, I think. Having guys like him and him and Tommy are big. I mean, I look at he and Tommy like how I looked at Schumacher and Descalso. I mean, those are like winning players and you need those guys. Scrappy. Yeah. Like yes. grinding. Like you need, you need those guys on your team. They're not going to carry the team, but they might get you a clutch hit and you know they're going to be solid wherever they're at. They're not going to hurt you defensively. Yeah. So.
1: And, and I like I you know, I understand that he gets on base a lot, and that's his that's his best ability yeah is getting on base a lot he doesn't hit for average
2: did you see the video of him the other day no and there was a there was a video of him um i can't remember the company but it's one of those he was swinging with the uh the puck the virtual knob. thing oh no he the don't. puck knob and he was working on exit a lot it was i think it's the Get same speed up i think it's the same place that uh newt bar worked on his stuff last okay. year Yes. So maybe he's trying. He's trying to probably get so, some more pop.
1: Yeah, pretty much. If you don't know how that bat works, it's pretty much moving the weight from the yeah. barrel to the knob to be able to give a lot more bat speed to get through the zone. And you know, and I thought about that as well because obviously um, Goldie went to that bat, struggled early, then obviously went on Figured his tear, out, yeah. and then I wondered if he was going to switch off that bat whenever he was going so poorly.
2: Yeah, and he like, never did.
1: No, he never did. And I just thought maybe that was an idea that why not right um but he never went off of it because uh Nolan did that bat um from the reds um Joey Votto, Joe Votto. and then he dumped it Joey Votto oh, used yeah. that bat and he and he didn't I think do Gorman well. was using it I I don't uh, I I think he uses that bat
2: Oh yeah yeah, yeah. you got one of his <laughs> yeah, bats Yeah I got one of his bats There was someone else I thought I saw that was using it I don't know what it. He, that's a Oh a it was a New it was Newbar Newbar yeah, new was using it
1: yeah um, Gorman's is a Victus that what it says, Victus V. Yeah, yeah. Gorman's is a Victus bat.
2: Yeah, that I mean, that stuff that that'll be interesting. I, yeah, the Goldschmidt thing's hard. I mean, even Arnado, he wasn't great September first on. And I don't know what the expl- explanation of that is. I, I really don't because w- what's even scarier about it is we weren't facing great pitching, right? <laughs> the last month of the season either. Yeah, I mean, we weren't facing a lot of great pitching.
1: No bad. Had bad pitching. Lots yeah. of pirates. Yes. Lots of Pirates. I mean, we played the pirates a lot down the stretch yeah. and we couldn't hit anybody. I, I don't want to go backwards. I don't. No. <laughs> I don't. So yeah, did, we're
2: we're closing in the two hour mark. Yeah. We can wrap this thing up.
1: Did I hit all the points? Right. That was the I think we did. All, all the points of what was said today in the in the press conference that was important. That was going to be changing thing. Oh, here we go. Let me here it is. Jeff Albert out. Mike's Mike Maddox out. Waynos back. Skip goes to Miami. Payroll will go up. The catcher from outside is a priority for the team. And Arenado questioned Mo about the 2023 roster and while deciding on his opt-out. Those were the key points I took away from the press conference today. Um, I think that we were itching to get back to talk about, you know, um, Jeff Albert before this was talked about. We were going to talk about already the opt-out. And both of those things, to Mo's credit, he went to the forefront, talked about them head-on. But, you know, it, it was... It, this gave us the opportunity to start off season two for us a uh, one year later to kick it off yeah. for that's a winner podcast.
2: And stick with us. We're gonna we're gonna get some more fun guests on. It seems like the times we've gotten the beat riders during this offseason because they're obviously they're not as busy. So definitely gonna try to get Katie Wu back on again. Maybe I think it'd be fun to have her on again to talk about what she thinks the Cardinals are actually gonna do this offseason, who they might target. Jeff,
1: uh, Jeff Jones has said he would come on the show. Jeff Jones,
2: he's written a lot lately about, said, about, the, about the payroll. We so sat next to his mom that. at yeah.
1: the game. In, last uh, home game. Last home game. Happened to be right by his mom. Small uh, world. And she's like, I'm texting him right now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why he wouldn't respond to you on Twitter. So then he immediately responded and said, oh, I missed it somehow, whatever. Um, no hard feelings. Um, who else? Oh, I, if you guys are interested in hearing uh, from certain people, we would love to hear, because yeah. uh, we're going to try. Like I talked about, Don Manley. I would love to get on the show. He grew, we grew up in the same place. We know a lot of the same people. Would love to get him on the show. Craig Mish, who's now who's uh, covers Marlins the Marlins, beat, yeah. but he's also covers a lot of other uh, baseball. I'd like to get him on.
2: He was the guy actually that brought up the idea that I saw today on Twitter uh, Salvador Perez.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I'd like to get Jason Benetti, who's the play-by-play guy yeah. for the White Sox. Uh, Boog Shambi, who's the play-by-play for uh, the Cubs? Uh, guys, that I just like to. We'll
2: we'll line uh, Boog up when we get uh, Contreras.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and hopefully Dan Dockage will help get initiate yeah. initiate those things. Um, who else? Who else do, have we talked about getting? Um, I can't think of anybody else at the moment. But you know, just hope to get some some good guests and keep the conversation flowing, and um, keep you inter- interested interested. Uh, Johnny. Again, he apologizes for asking all the questions we already um <laughs> talked about. And he says get Derek Gould. Um, yeah, we've tried. I think we've messaged yeah. before. Derek wants to push his own things out, which I can't yeah. blame him.
2: They've uh, got they've got their own podcast too They over have their, their the own
1: podcast yeah. that they they don't really want to give. You know, I want to get that Ben Verlander um access. They were doing live oh, yeah, yeah, live yeah. show, live interviews from the field. Um That'd be fun. How does how does he get that? Just because his brother's Jason. Uh, uh,
2: well, it, it's a Fox Sports. Podcast. I mean, he's with Fox. Oh, now. is it a Fox thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: So we can't like tell the like. And,
2: and plus, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, being Justin Merlins' brother doesn't, yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. Or, or does help. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Because <laughs> he
1: was like out out there on the field. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Like they just let him. Like, dang, how about that? But uh yeah. He, I personally don't really care for his podcast, but like he just, I think he just says a lot of hyperbole type things, right? Um, just to get people riled up. But let's talk uh, briefly about our. Um, oh, he called you Josh. Will <laughs> sticking not, to the not, dugout, yeah, and not Paul <laughs> Um Let's talk about briefly our uh, sponsors, Breaking Tea. If you yes. don't know anything about Breaking Tea, Breaking Tea makes awesome shirts. I have a hoodie upstairs that doesn't fit that I'm trying that I'm sending <laughs> back. Um, but breakingtea.com/slash that's a winter podcast. Is the whole thing? I think thing? it's just That's the Winter Pod. That's yeah. a Winter Pod. BreakingTea.com slash That's a Winter Pod. All the sales from that, um, we get a little bit of that because of you buying from them. Um, obviously, they're not making any new shirts currently, but uh, new mugs and uh, hoodies. I like hoodies, um, so I have a MV Goldie hoodie that doesn't fit because he's going to be the MVP. MVP. Yes. Um, speaking and of that, uh, retweet, we'll retweet, our, that, retweet yeah. our tweet out there for um, MVP if Paul Goldschmidt is named MVP we will give away a Paul Goldschmidt jersey. Um, so we fully expect that to happen. I don't know when that's supposed to be announced, um, but we do expect that to happen, and that tweet is pinned on our on our Twitter, at yep. That's a Winner Pod. You retweet that, and um, we'll get you in the running, possibly for a, a T-shirt. We gave away, sorry, we uh, for a jersey. We gave away a T-shirt to a guy this year, Breaking yep. tea, um, for an What was that one? What T-shirt did he get?
2: I think it was the MB, MB Was, it, was it a Goldie? I was think it Goldie? Was, yeah.
1: Okay. So he got a, uh, a Goldie t shirt. And um, what else? Anchor um, is one of our sponsors. They give us money for you guys listening on there. So if you want to listen to the podcast, we love that you get us through any of the um, mediums that Anchor provides. So Spotify, Apple, yep. Pit, what was the one? Uh, Casts something cast pocket cast pocket cast yeah Yeah, pocket cast all those funnel to the same place every time you listen there we get a little money through anchor you'll hear my voice for an ad at the beginning of that um and sgg media yes yeah we're gonna tweet out some of their stuff for based on uh, sports betting yeah sports betting stuff as well yeah um if you're interested in advertising we'll put you on here and and give you access to the best fans in baseball um we really appreciate everyone listening watching um, tonight, we've had li- well, tons of people on all day, all night, watching with us. Um, what do you got? Anything else? I, would, I would no. appreciate it. Season, yeah. one, season 2 is on the way. This is it. Season 2 is started. Oh, we are moving forward to 2023, the end of 2022. That's it. We're on to Season 2. We're on to 2023 season. We're going to talk about the winter meetings. We're going to talk about hot, um, hot stove. We're going to go into all of those things, hopefully have some good guests. Hope everyone joins us the rest of the year.
4: Right. Yeah,
2: go watch the World Series, and uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see Justin Verlander in a Cardinals uniform after this year.
1: Not gonna happen. We even talk about pitching. Not gonna <laughs> happen. They're not gonna sign any pitchers worth, worth their damn. All right, for that's the winner <laughs> podcast. I'm Ryan Jenkins. That is Josh Brown. Appreciate you.
0: Shooter from the belt to the plate, a swing and a miss, and that's the winner. That's the winner. Smith yes, parks one in the right down the line. It may go. A score of seven to five and they may go to the World Series on that one folks. One a team, one a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.